is uh, one of those ones that um, Alan makes. Alan? The Houston... I like it. It's really cute. I'm, he's got a naked can, cowboy on it. He makes some shirts for... Not just L-Tag shirts. I have this vision of like uh, different shirts I want to make that are gay things. Like there's a... <clears throat> Frank Kameny is a um, LGBTQ pioneer gay rights icon, early mm-hmm. trailblazer, if you will. If and, you um, will. <laughs> he had this saying, gay is good. I'm like, that's a perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Also, the Republicans, I did a, they did one that I, I really think is not a good thing to say, but it's a good t-shirt, which Spence made, which was Abnormal Lifestyle. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So. Just want somebody else to make the shirt. <laughs> oh, what I'm just saying, like, mass produce is my Mass point. produce, yeah, there you go. Uh, if yeah. I tried hard enough, I could mass produce them. I'm sure you could, but your time is better spent elsewhere, I'm sure. But if you want to do that, I will support you, husband. <laughs> this, is new, this is the first day of my new venture of t-shirt making. <laughs> t-shirt making. It's going to be a great ride. <laughs> you started me down this path. But yeah, you'd probably be down to it. It's right. good talking about it. I think he's trying to like steer the business towards like. Um, am I starting a new business? The, <laughs> no, I am. Oh, Don't steal are. my ideas. Trying to do it more uh, on demand. I was literally the one saying the ideas, and I'm I not. was just gonna steal them. <laughs> There's drama. Steal your ideas. <laughs> am I being gaslit? We're married. We share everything. Gaslit yeah, it, girl totally. boss. Why? Well, your ideas. Gatekeep. Sure there you go. Understand. Just adding all. What's gatekeep? I don't know. <laughs> that people think people say it on. That's on, when people say you can't be a feminist because you don't. You wear poly blend clothes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They make up some random things like, oh, you can't do that. Anyways, yeah, so you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Welcome to our spoopy podcast. <laughs> Woo! Hey guys, <laughs> you mind if I drop in and be a third to your? Your Cut. little, your Cut little party. Do do we? What happens now? <laughs> do we say crossover? Three, two, two one. one. Welcome, Welcome to let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what a crossover! To, I'm not supposed to do that part with you. You're supposed to say you welcome to us. I, I, you know what? The Let's Talk About Gay Stuff podcast is inclusive, which is why we're having this mashup. You, you should try gatekeeping. Gate, gatekeeping. Perhaps, perhaps I will. Perhaps, <laughs> a new business venture. Oh, we're supposed to keep this that sort of stuff in, in the bedroom. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> is this is gatekeeping? Are we are we trying to tell are people you about gatekeeping? Our... Gatekeeping. <laughs> I'm confused. That's your kink. Oh, yeah. My kink is gatekeeping. (laughs) You can't do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) We should probably tell folks what we're doing. Yes. No. This is a crossover <laughs> mashup. Um, we've done it once before. It was fun. We talked a little bit, a little uh, not fun. We talked history, and we talked what you you all talk about on our Scooby podcast. <laughs> and whatever it is you say. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I said it was fun, but I'm like you talk about murders, which yeah. I don't view as fun. But I know there's definitely a large audience out there um, that loves you murders. Just our listeners large. large? <laughs> I meant. Um, I promise it was a chair. <laughs> Um, call Chris Large. <laughs> not our listeners. Not our listeners. <laughs> call the host large, but uh, not call not the, the listeners. listeners. They um because we have the most we have the most beautiful listeners. All seven of them. I was gonna say there's like two. <laughs> seven. Okay. Some mm-hmm. person in uh 
Some other country. Australia. Sure. <laughs> so a mashup. Yes. I just want to sail through the whole thing yeah. and not explain it at all what we're doing. Um, no answers. Uh, you guys have a podcast, our spoopy podcast. Um, you guys. Spencer and Chris. I'm Spencer. Oh, I'm Chris. You can and be I, Chris today. And, yeah. I, and I'm Thomas. Uh, so you, our spoopy podcast is a podcast that does what? Uh, we talk about scary stuff. Anything that is uh, uncomfortable to talk about. Something that's that. scary to us. We've talked about natural disasters. We talk about murders, serial killers, natural missing disaster. people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Natural disaster. Isn't that what they call what's in your pants? Ooh. Excuse me. I hear y'all are bitchy on, the, on your show. Am I being bitchy? <laughs> You're like, ooh. Can I be bitchy? It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm into it. <laughs> Uh, and let's talk about gay stuff. Is a podcast that talks about LGBTQ plus history. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's right. You're well versed. We are very interactive. We're fans uh, of the show. Oh, okay. Well, you're also a uh, uh, one of the hosts of the oh, show. Oh yeah. Do you normally woo for the woo? Yeah. Okay. He woos for the. It's the woo for me. It's, it's the woo the, for it's me. It's the for me for me. Mm-hmm. It's giving woo. It's uh, serving, serving woo slay serving. Yes, looks. queen. Mm-hmm. So we did a mashup previously. Uh, it was House of. We talked about the Gucci Gucci murders, murders, and I talked about two men, gay men, that were murdered in Dallas. Um, they were like these kids came out from the suburbs. Um, oh yeah, and uh, of Dallas and came to murder them in in Houston, which was real, oh, no in Dallas. Sorry, I just said Dallas, which is really <laughs> sad. Uh, so you know, we talked about. Like conspiracy, we talked about LGBTQ history, so we're gonna do it again today. Yes, I'm gonna talk about Amelia Bedelia Earhart, and I'm gonna talk about the Doodler. Excuse me, see. the oh. Doodler. Is that what you do in your free time? Uh, not the Diddler. Oh, different. The okay, the my bad. Doodler. Yeah, he's a dude. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Am here. I straight now? <laughs> no. No, you hear yourself? Hey, you're doing great, dude. Did you just hear yourself? No. And look at yourself when you did that? I looked at myself in the mirror, dude. <laughs> hey, bro. What's up, bro? Bro. We are a dude now. Like, you are a, a coach. Like A I mean, coach, you a are personal a, trainer, a yeah. Trainer. So doing all the things. It's actually a lot of fun. I've very much enjoyed it. I'm enjoying all the classes, the uh, personal training. Um, is definitely a different twist on it because I definitely like the energy of like a big class and whatnot. So when it's like, yeah, you can keep going, you know, for one person, it's a little like, yay, <laughs> you got it. It's, it's just, job. yeah, it's a different vibe, but I like it. It's That's been, cool. it's been good. Do you give out stickers? Uh, a plus. Doing good. good. Ticket. Pat on the back. Or little, you just little put fist it on bump. There. On their sweaty body. Just their forehead. <laughs> <laughs> like as they're like, laying on the floor, like that, and just sticker forehead. Love that. <laughs> mm. Uh, it I works. Did yoga for a time, and they would do. Uh, they would put uh, oil on your. Um, what is it? Uh, eucalyptus mint. That uh, would cause me to break out. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want any oil. On I don't want that. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I like so, the lavender scented towels. Lavender. Maybe mm. that's what it was. Mm. It was something. It was a scent. Was it a towel? I don't think it was a towel, but it was nice. It was refreshing. Okay. So, do you provide that experience for your? clientele i do not no um normally like for the group classes they're laying on the floor and dying and i'm like give me your scores um and give leave me your souls but yeah that's that's pretty much it give me your scores then leave immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> you get to yell at people and be in charge of them for an hour at least an hour yeah. how does that how does that feel like i feel like that's very powerful up your alley oh yeah 
I very much enjoyed. I was we worked together on the in the front runners. On I was kind of I was there in name. But, yeah, <laughs> but you were working really hard, and you I felt I felt like you found some joy in yelling. I at like us I like being in charge of people. Uh-huh. So uh, that seems like a good a good uh, a good fit for you. Oh yeah, I enjoy it. It's I've definitely enjoyed it. I enjoy being having the the power. You know, having control. I like. Did you see your bossy? Oh, ten thousand percent. I would agree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, and I would like to segue. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm bossy. Is that uh, Khalees? Because I'm bossy. Oh, she's in, she's in trouble. I love to hate. I think it is Khalees. Is that the one that was clapping back at Beyonce? Mm-hmm. After you... Beyonce tried to give her some money. Tried to give her money. Have she you finally listened them. to the album, Chris? Yeah, I listened to it. Yes. Did you like it? Uh, y- yes. The only correct answer is yes. I said yes. All right. <laughs> it is by Khalees. Yes, but have you heard the new 1975 song? Oh my gosh. And there's a song I like by a, a woman named Jane. Is that have the you band? Heard either of those? A woman named Jane? Is yeah. that the a band? Maroon 5 song? Yeah, that's an album. No, that's a girl named Jane. I don't know. <laughs> You're not a Maroon 5 fan? I'm not. Not even What's Adam Levine with, this, like Adam Levine. with this abs? No. It's and kind of uh, like a million tattoos? It looks like sandpaper. <laughs> sandpaper sandpaper what a description mm-hmm. sandpaper you look like sandpaper oh is it because you're a makeup oh, artist yeah. oh cheers oh there's this thing they do on our spoopy which is take a shot the nice clinks nice. no we don't do we have we, never drank we've never drank a drink oh, ever oh, and yeah you, you just have to do it it's why? one of those things why? You can uh, you can always say oh it's poison at the. <laughs> you can't say it's poison. You can't say that because you stopped saying that. I never stopped saying that. Who's supposed to? What are you supposed to do with this? This is water, right? Yeah. We don't drink on this podcast. Mm. We're part of the temperance movement. Now chase it with. <laughs> yeah, you have, to shake, you have to chase it with another liquor drink. <laughs> I mean, what? We never drink on this podcast. Oh We've my never gosh. drank. Why would you do that? <clears throat> Who started this? Um, well, we used to do it with. Actually, this is throwing back to the original. Oh. We used to do it with. Uh, <laughs> what is your frog of choice? Oh, we've got a dog in the loo- He's on the loose. We used to do it with uh, shots and then white wine. Shots Shot- of water, of oh, course. Yeah. Shots of white wine. <laughs> yeah. That is a, not a chaser. Um, that is not the chaser. I, for for me, dog. Yeah, not it. Speaking not of, the mood. Speaking of dogs, um, we're taking our dog upstairs because he he's being a little feisty, unruly, <laughs> unruly. Um, you know what could help with that? <laughs> baked bones. Baked bones. Oh yeah. Look at that. Do you have pups, do- doggies, or fur babies? We'll show them some love and quiet them up with some baked bones dog treats. These aren't just any treats; they're specially baked bones. They have CBD, which is great because CBD has been shown to help. Reduce stress, stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. Wow. So <laughs> thankfully, Baked Bones has your dog covered with delicious treats that your dog will surely love. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum pimp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. You can check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using the promo code GAYSTUFF15. Or SPOOPY15. Yeah, use those codes, y'all. Gay Stuff 15, Spoopy 15. Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. 
<laughs> Baked Buns is now available in Man Ready Mercantile, which is a store based in Houston and in Austin, Texas. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all of its profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Baked Bones, baked dogs, happy. Woof. What do we do? Uh, we always sing, Baked Bones, woof. I like it. Little song lyrics We're in very there. versed. We have a variety in our show. All our verse, huh? Okay. I like the right that. day. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> no, no, come back to that. What do we do uh, after a heart commercial? If nothing. you're, we if keep you're, talking about it, nonsense. Well, if you're verse, I don't got nothing. I was going to talk about monkeypox, but that's not a good segue because monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted it disease. It is not a sexually transmitted it disease. All people. As I went off time. about last time we were here. For the umpteenth time. Yeah. Oh, you know, I do that. I'm frightened. That the children are going to get it. Hmm. Because I believe the children are our future. <laughs> and we need to teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> to monkeypox? Because they touch everything. Yeah. They do. There was a kid in Harris County, which is where we live here in Houston, uh, that I believe... Are you was... doxing us? Well, we, well, you've never said any... You've actually given out our address on the <laughs> podcast. Thankfully, we don't live there anymore, but... <clears throat> You're like, no, it's the house that's colored. Don't worry if you miss it. It's got a and this right in front on the of corner. It. Yeah, don't worry. No, give out the street address. I know. <laughs> but the, yeah, so I I hear what you're saying in terms of like the kid. I I don't think it's that right. I was looking just before this podcast. There's fourteen thousand confirmed cases in the U.S. Uh, a thousand cases in Texas. So Texas is kind of one of the you know fourteen thousand. A thousand of them are in Texas. That's a pretty sizable number. Yeah. Granted, Texas is a big state because so it could be a lot of Midland, Odessa. It's not. I'm not thinking it's that. It's not. <laughs> I'm thinking um, it's a lot of uh, Houston, Austin, Dallas situation. Yes. Uh, the good thing is, like, uh, there are vaccines and there's prevent you know ways you can prevent it. And there hasn't been a high death rate. Twelve people have died in this year of monkeypox. So um, I think it was seven of those are in countries that have because again, this isn't a new disease. It's been around for a while, but seven folks died in countries that already have it. So Almost half, though, of those folks are in country died in countries that aren't used to monkeypox. So it's it's you know it could be deadly, mm-hmm. and it's serious. It can be deadly, but I think the major factor is that the uh, the rate of recovery is uh, it's a long period of time. I mean, when you contract monkeypox, you, it's not like COVID where you you know five or ten days. It's like four weeks yeah. that you're still like active like it's still active in your system and you're able to be contagious so it it's it's not something that you can and it's not something that we can just take four weeks off of our live because most people either are even just given two weeks for vacation so how do you take four weeks off to prevent spreading this disease yeah and it's a little different as well because it's based on contact so if you don't brush up into anyone and no one's touching your clothes where they've had like you've had the um the sores on, then it's more difficult to pass along. So, have y'all covered monkeypox on your podcast? No, Mm-mm. no. Uh, Southern Decadence, uh, they have a concert every year. I guess part of their thing, which is a big gay event in New Orleans, like Labor Day weekend. Um, they canceled their concert portion of um, of Southern Decadence because you know typically they have you know the same divas at every you know gay pride parade and event. 
what Taylor Dane, Jennifer Holiday, you know those folks. So, um, so obviously lots of gays showing up, and then New Orleans in September it's freaking hot, and so you have lots of shirtless people. They're all congregated together, so they're the, all gonna be touching. The organizers decided to cancel that. Hmm. I don't know. You all have some thoughts on that because they're the internet does. I don't think anyone should ever go to a concert. Oh, that's right. You don't like concerts. I don't like concerts. <laughs> We're gonna go to the Lady Gaga concert. I don't. Is there We're a going. seat I can sit in? No, we're going to be standing and screaming the whole time. General admin. I want your stupid love, love. No. I will dress up, uh, but I will not dance. Ooh, which Gaga uh, era will you dress up as? Art pop? Yeah. We're going to dress in, like, I feel like wings? that's the most makeup-y one, though. Like, she was the most expressive, like, uh, experimented. You going to experiment? What's experimental? The word? Most experimental. With her makeup? With her makeup, yeah. Most exper- experimented the most with her makeup. Sure. I like that. Let's go with that one. You're going to go applause? Is that what the direction? Uh. A-P-P-L-A-U-S-E. Mm. Um, except I'm going to use different colors. <laughs> I don't want to do What are you going to do? Like, oh, you're going to be blue he's, and he's then... different. I'm going to, yeah, and my whole face will be blue and then I'll do a white splash. Okay. And then pink and yellow. So we got like... Blue man group situation. <laughs> I won't be greasy. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I'm really into 90s techno and dance music right now. And dance moves. No. <laughs> I'm very Oh fit. my god. <laughs> Name the dance moves that I do. Name them. The, the Elaine. The one. <laughs> I have uh, lots of dance moves. You do. And the, the elbows are not a 90s dance move. Uh, <laughs> that is straight late 2000s. Oh, my God. Throwing bows. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> are you upset about them canceling a concert? Um, no. Well, the internet is mad because um, some of the members of the internet, um, they say this is not a time to, like, by canceling it, you're not, you're, like, you're sending in, like, false um information about how this disease spreads and uh you're you're kind of fear-mongering mm. gatekeeping gatekeeping girl bossing girl bossing no gaslight gatekeeping Gas. girl boss. <laughs> there you go <laughs> um you are instead of like you could use this as an opportunity to educate people about um uh, about what's going on apparently what are you going to do at a concert while everyone's crammed together and shirtless like hey Get space, six get feet apart. Space out from each other and don't touch each other. There's two diseases how, going on right now. So how are you going to? Yeah. How are you going to educate people about that? That's just what some of the members of the internet are. That saying. doesn't make any sense. Well, by canceling it, you are opening a conversation. Let's have a virtual concert. It, oh we could God. talk about you know the safe practices. Like don't if you have open lesions, like. Stay home or away from people. Like, you know, rest your body. But we saw that with COVID. No one listens to that. Okay, well, you know. It's not going to change. And I'm all for them canceling it. I think it's a smart move to do, especially in a community that, I mean, has been largely faced with these different issues and whatnot. We already have that stigma. And so I think that's probably what they're, they're arguing about is that we've already been handed this stigma and saying, okay, we're at this typically, like, gay event you're canceling the um the you know the whole concert and stuff like that it's like well yes because our community has been the one that's been the most affected by it so until we can get vaccine rollouts going on and get you know these numbers down and away from our community as well then 
yeah, these are some of the things we have to face. Yep. Some of the things we have to cancel yeah. for safety. I think we should cancel all concerts. Okay, you already said that. Boo. <laughs> I didn't say... No, you just, I said the one. I said cancel all of them. I know. Every concert. You just don't like fun. Oh, gosh. <gasps> should we stop having fun? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, that's podcast. <laughs> no, we have to do our segment. Chris, our, our podcast isn't fun. Is what what you been thinking about? Oh, there's been some really funny videos on Twitter lately. What are they? The, well, there was that thread that was like, what's a video that just makes you laugh every single time you see it? Oh, and uh, I spent a lot of time cackling in my house by myself. Um, very much enjoyed that one. I very much. I feel like that's what you do most days. That's because you're crazy. No, normally it's I'll be sitting there going... Uh, and then I keep moving on, you know, go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but yes, I am crazy. I mean, <laughs> just to piggyback off that. Clinically. <laughs> Clinically insane. Um, but uh, that's what I've been thinking about. What about you? What you've been thinking about? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, mostly that one with the cat. Yeah, yeah. But also. The videos? I saved some other ones, too. Okay. Let me find them. I'm not, yeah, I have to see see what oh, I got. This is a perfect medium for sharing videos. Oh, yeah. Podcasts. <laughs> well, that's why we do it. And also, we normally just show each other the videos, and then we laugh and don't ever talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this one, this one, this one. That's yeah. good. Like, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's a statue in uh, of Michael Jackson in Brazil, uh-huh. and somebody said, this is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Stop. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't, also, but it's funny. That cat thing. And then, bro, there's nothing worse than when the jig is up. That is funny. Yeah? The jig is up. My favorite one is like, uh, I saw a sign, uh, a post on the Twitter that said, uh, the D- CDC said uh, <laughs> the cases of up dog are on the rise. What's up dog? <laughs> I sent it to my I sent it to my friend and she uh, did not know what it was. She was like, "What?" She's like, "What is that?" And I was like, "She's like, no, someone needs to tell me what these kids are talking about." And I, I just kind of left it. I thought she was joking. And then a couple of days later, we sent another. I sent another fun one. My second favorite internet thing, um, which was because uh, someone sent me a picture of a coffee mug that said that had an Excel spreadsheet and said, uh, "Freak in the sheets." Stop. Love it. That's not a good one. So, that is good, though. I want um, that coffee cup. And she was like, I love it. And I was like, have you gotten the 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 CDC updog thing? And she's like, no, I still don't. And so I spent about 10 minutes laughing. Because <laughs> I was like, why don't you just ask the question out loud uh-huh. to yourself or to someone? And she's like, she sends back and says, I asked the wrong question. And I was, so I spent a good number of minutes laughing to myself and spence was like what are you laughing at and then i had i brought spence into my mind which is a scary place to be but i'm like oh. what is she what were the questions that she was asking herself that she didn't immediately ask what are the kids uh, doing up about updog up yeah <laughs> is updog a thing should i get a vaccine should, do, I, do we need to be worried about this <laughs> like, why wasn't the obvious one like what's oh, up that's, dog that's so funny Poor thing. That's Poor soul. Bless her sorry. heart. I'm sorry. It's dad humor. No, I loved it. I've been making the rounds, though, because I saw another video of this girl. She said, Mom, guess what? There's, like, cases of Updog are on the rise. And Mom goes, what the fuck is Updog? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. What's up with you? Yes. <laughs> 
Oh man. There's also the the reoccurring Excuse me, what'd you call me? Old man? There's also the <laughs> I did not say that. There's also the reoccurring uh, meme with the the girl that's uh, in the the ear, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter that's recently come up, um, that she's like yelling in this picture at him, and he just standing there without his face, and they you know write a big old block of text. That's the the new current uh, meme format, which um, I find to be funny. But of course, there's people on Twitter that are like, "Oh my god, whatever." I'm like, what let people it? have fun. What is this? I showed you one. Where the girl's like hanging on the guy and she's like oh, super yeah. drunk. And yelling and he at was him. Like, anyway, so they went into the mountains. It was about Dietla Pass. Oh, yeah. And she's like, and they went into the mountains and it was radioactive and all of this stuff. You've not, I should have. No, yeah, 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 I've seen them. I've yeah. seen several of there's them. There's like a million different yeah. uh, formats of that meme yes. currently. So yeah. that's, I literally scroll. It's like, oh, there's one. There's one. You there's like another it. one. Yep. All right. They're all different. I think they're funny, but. I like them. I like them. I don't know. I'm okay with that. I haven't, I haven't read a really funny one yet. Like the one that I've – a lot of times it's – because I guess part of the joke is like make it as long as possible and yes. put all text – like all, all caps. caps on there. So I'm like, mm, okay. But it's like too – like I don't like to read anything that's long, especially if it's not going to be funny in the end. Like I want the joke to be punchy. I, I will say most of them have not been – Yes. <laughs> I love getting through. It's like, well. That's why he married me. <laughs> oh, Boopsie. You you read yourself. If you can't read yourself, honey, huh? Uh, honey, uh, honey, <laughs> honey, if you can't read yourself. <laughs> it's the self-read for me. <laughs> it's the for me for me. Hey, by the way, Harry Styles? Oh, God. Uh, is doing is he back again? I, I don't know, but someone asked me about Harry Styles on a, uh, a, re- a friend of mine who sent me a text. Like, am I supposed to like Harry Styles or not? And then I had to jog my memory. I'm like, what did we say about Harry Styles? And we have a different opinions. Yeah, opinions. So, obviously, so Dusty's not here. So what is your opinion, Spence, on Harry Styles? I know what his opinion is. It's boring. Oh. <laughs> Overdone, used, boring. Like, oh my gosh, look at the new thing he did. Okay. No, well, nothing's not, new. It's not groundbreaking. He's, he's a basic white British man <gasps> that... Uh, he's a pretty British man. No, I don't think he's cute. Not he the looks one. Looks very average. Okay. Not the One Direction boy that I would have chosen. Nile. No, I would have chosen Zane. Zane, the hottest one. The hottest one. Honestly, pillow talk. Young, yeah. young Harry Styles. I was not, but the one, like the the Harry Styles where his nude is leaked out, which he looks like a little boy in that, and I Ew. think he was of eight. Like he was of age, but um, yeah, that was not a. I mean. His bits and pieces, because that's what they would say in this country, right? The bits and pieces. Yeah. His wanker. They would just say bits. Bits. They wouldn't say pieces. Mm-hmm. Just bits. What are the bits? Everything. Oh, really? You're British. Mm-hmm. I'm British adjacent. Oh my god. You're a subject of Not the queen. Not this again. Subject of the queen, yes, because mm. you know, everybody knows. You know. I'm tell us. Tell us more. No, I I, I'm just feeling very shy right now. Oh, she's shy. Oh. Is it because you're Canadian? That's why. Uh, so monkeypox. <laughs> avoid close skin-to-skin contact with people that have a rash that looks like monkeypox. Wow. Avoid contact with objects and materials that a person with monkey... Yeah. To your point, Spence. Like, don't uh, touch anything. Don't touch anything that a person don't with monkeypox is used. Yeah. And wash your hands often. Which we had a certain friend of ours recently. Were you here when he was yes. going? Yes. Talking about just it was unprompted. 
Uh, many of the listeners of this podcast would know who this friend is. Unprompted. Uh, unprompted. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't wash my hands when I go. And I'm like, no, in his defense, okay, he did say he doesn't wash his hands every single time when he goes <laughs> uh, goes pee in his own home. Oh, in his own home. In I his own that. home. Because he mentioned it again the other day. Again, unprompted. <laughs> I don't care. And I was like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> that's gross. He, that's what he, he clarified. <laughs> his... To not uh, reveal the guilty, his uh, partner <laughs> was like, did a double take, like, huh? He was like, relax, it's in our home, which I think was more disturbing to him, because he's like... <laughs> he's, but, well, I mean, he, I kind of see... always afterwards, like... <laughs> always putting his hands in his mouth. I can kind of <laughs> see where he's coming from, though, so whatever. I'm on his side. <laughs> in your own house, if you live by yourself, maybe... Uh, or if you're going like straight to bed, maybe I don't know. Like you're not gonna be you're gonna be touching anything. Like you're going straight on a run. Like you go pee and then you're gonna go if on a run. You only just get a little bit of pee on your hands. Well, why are you peeing in your hands? Because <laughs> you're not gonna make it otherwise. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't ever get any splashback. Not that much. No, well, no. I mean, no. I no? aim for the side. Yeah. And I get a lot of splashback. Also, I won't lie. When so I'm I wash my hands. House, like, like for, for the record, I wash my hands thoroughly all of well, the how time. How much splashback? What is it? A pressure washer? I know. For real. And I go often. Uh, all I'm, the time. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am definitely the person that sits down to pee in my own home. It's because I'm lazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Gay. How lazy are you? That lazy. I'm so lazy. <laughs> I'm so lazy that I sit down to pee in my own home. Uh, but that's also how we were on the conversation because we talked to this person's partner and we talked about the different ways that we sit down. On the oh yeah, because they would do weird oh, shit like, like turn around, reverse cowboy. <laughs> we reverse cowboy the toilet. Excuse me. Yes. Can we all just but, use toilet the right way? No. For how long do you pee? I, I mean, short, I take like, I take me, my takes, phone with me. It takes and, me like thirty seconds. Oh no! But I do it often. I may be in there for some time. You do. You can be in there for like two minutes. But like, I'm not. I don't need to sit out. Just peeing. I I know. That's why I. You know. But I do. But you're not of his age. <laughs> He's oh, older than me. Yeah. Chris he, is elderly. Chris, he, Chris is. He acts mature for his age. Thank Chris you. acts like an old woman from. That's when I get out of the chairs. I'm like. Ugh. His his body acts mature. Let uh-huh. me clarify. His body acts mature for his there age. There you go. Not me. Not mentally. That doesn't happen. <laughs> so Joe Biden declared oh, uh, monkeypox a um, public epidemic. public health emergency. I no, that's good. Epidemic. Is he going to get us more vaccines or no? I think he's working on it. Let's add something else to the plate. COVID monkeypox. Oh, there was another one that they that the that was just um, announced in China. How about like a brain eating fungus that's just in no? Our don't water I don't want that one. That'll be fun. Well, we already have brain eating amoebas called, in our water that's supply. That's called like a zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah. Rabies is also known sometimes as a zombie uh, virus. Yeah. Do you think rabies is what caused people to think like back in the day? Because zombie, like the zombie, zombieism is that a thing? Zombieites. Zombieites, like the study of zombies. Oh, the history. Zombieology. Zombieology. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, the history of zombies. Is is prevalent throughout the globe, right? So it's not. So that's why I'm fascinated by the the concept of zombies because it's like 
Zombieology. Well, I don't. I don't know that zombies are necessarily um, a thing. The uh, well, I don't. Bl- ghosts like, are more of a thing. But no, you see, a lot you of see stories. In, in well, that, that, that's why I've looked at. Like, I mean, I when like uh, I got obsessed with The Walking Dead. I was like, no, this will never happen. And then I started to like look at then the COVID different happened. stories, <laughs> and then I was like. Well, what is it like? There's got to be. It's the same thing with religion. I know, well, not touchy subject. Oh before. yes, I love but, uh, this. Let's but, talk about that. But I'm like, it's permeated throughout history, like a consistent story. So and it across cultures infected. So I'm like, how? What? There's got to be some truth to it, huh? It's rabies. It's rabies. I'm okay. I'm. I'm I. I will take. Zombie. Except I don't think that humans. When we contract rabies, we like go insane like animals do. Oh yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you do. You no. get you're confused and you're you express emotions incorrectly. Oh, I thought that was just me on a Friday. I thought you just get dehydrated and die. You do. <laughs> okay. But you're so angry that you can't drink water, and you see other people drinking water, and you're like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I should symptoms kill of rabies. Actually, speaking of, because um, symptoms just showed up on my phone. Pretty certain I had tetanus this week. <laughs> you had tetanus? Yeah, because I dropped a hammer on my foot on Saturday, and a so hoop? there's still a, a hammer. Oh, I thought and you said sh- a hair. I thought I heard hair. Oh, sorry, a hammer, and then the sharp part hit my foot, and I was like, "Oh, this is fine." And I mean, I bled a lot, uh, but I was like, "Okay, well, I think the last time I got tetanus and my test, I thought the last time I got my tetanus shot was in 2015." Uh, and all my shot records did not say that. So, like, okay, I did not get a tetanus shot. And so then I was, like, always Googling symptoms. And it could just be my hypochondria acting up. But, like, some of the symptoms are, like, muscle spasms. And I was having, like, a whole bunch of spasms everywhere. Like, on Tuesday night, I could not sleep because I was having so many just, like, random... But you also do CrossFit. Yeah, but I've never experienced that before. What about lockjaw? I did not get to that point. Yeah. But that's like late stage tetanus. <laughs> yeah. But no, I went and He's got a tetanus hoping. shot. I, went, I got a tetanus shot on Wednesday, so Aww. we're okay. And being uninsured, I had to pay 60 bucks for it. Aww. Fuck that noise. That is less expensive than I would have imagined. Is that honestly the same thing? I thought it was going to be like 200 bucks. Yeah, that's what I would have figured. Yeah. But only 60 bucks, but still had to pay 60 bucks. Huh. Are you going to get a monkeypox vaccine? I'm going to try to. As of right now in Houston, they uh, are still requiring you to be on prep and uh like that's odd yeah beyond prep or uh have gone and had very unsafe like sex circumstances so i'm gonna be like oh i was a bathhouse i was a dump. big whore the other day <laughs> i saw something the other day and is it a joke they were like it was a picture of um club houston and they're like this is they ask you as part of your screening like, no is, but it, yeah it was, it was a <laughs> online joke because that that's a, that's uh, a like a joke. meme format nowadays it's like yeah. uh they ask you now like if you can identify like these people or whatever and if you do you can qualify for the mac the monkeypox vaccine it's a meme format i love that's um, charlie xcx do you know who this woman is yes th- that was one of charlie xx was one of them exactly um it. it's, it's kind of funny but uh no i do not technically qualify but i mean just I, the her. same thing for when COVID vaccines came out. I drove all the way down to freaking Angleton a month and a half early before the you know Joe Biden was like, "Hey, everyone can get it now." Um, I said I worked in childcare. <clears throat> well, Techni- technically, you had a license that you were a child uh, authorized by the state of Texas, which you know, good old state of Texas. Oh, classic. If I could, if I may. What you're gonna share your email? A few weeks ago. Oh boy, I was on a rant. 
about a rampage a rampage i wouldn't okay i guess my husband says i want a rampage i will take him at his word that is how he understood my reaction but with the state of texas i was like oh no actually i was excited for a moment right because the house uh, of representatives of the u.s uh congress passed a bill the respect for marriage act um and so basically was uh putting into law the right to marry uh, for same-sex couples as well as interracial couples. Uh, and so um, so I was like, wow, it was a bipartisan. You had like these Trumpers that were passing this bill. And I was like, what? So 60-some-odd, 40, 60, I don't know, one, somewhere. It wasn't 100. Yeah. So a good chunk more than one or two. What'd you call me? Um, there we go. As you said, make our no. <laughs> the floor shake. <laughs> um, passed, so I was like, oh, this actually might pass the Senate. Like Kristen Cinema might like. Well, you can't this. You can't do this through the back channels. Like you have to have sixty votes because of filibuster or whatnot. So I was like, but you could maybe get ten senators to um, to vote for this bill. So I was like, hey everybody on my Facebook. Go vote for this, or go tell your senators to you know vote. So I was like, I might as well write my senators, even though I know what they're going to say, because there were some allies to our community, uh, maybe Republican voters. They were like, I will write my senator. I was like, all right, I should probably do the same. So I did explain my circumstances. I was not activist at all. I was just like, hey, I'm a business owner. I'm a taxpayer. I'm an educator. I am adopted dad. I uh, I'm a man of faith. I'm married. Um, I don't have monkeypox. <laughs> you know what? You might qualify after this. <laughs> so I was like, do us a solid. Like this state has said, the Republican Party said I have a normal, uh, normal lifestyle. Um, uh, the Texas Attorney General said, yeah, I'd look at uh, um, sodomy laws if they were legal again. Uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz was like, yeah, um, marriage equality should be revisited by the Supreme Court. So all these things, and I was like, they're concerning to me as a citizen, as a taxpayer, as a business owner, as an educator, as a dad, as a husband, as a person of faith. And John Cornyn decided to write me back this week and basically said, well, I appreciate all of your I'm glad that you views. reached out. He said, uh, you know, some of these equality laws, while well-intentioned, uh, do, you know, put into, what was the word, jeopardy? No, put into, um, can jeopardize, yeah, that was the word, it can jeopardize uh religious freedom economic equality and uh, what was the last thing um a third thing um uh, i read it but progress I forward and uh which i think is bullshit oh it's absolutely bullshit he was just bullshitting you because yes but and also he didn't close it with like and i'm proud to serve like i'm happy to serve you like um it was just kind of like and i'm proud to serve the state of texas yeah and i'm like okay yeah but well, here i am in the state of texas telling you that you're uh a piece yeah, of shit yeah i'm, I'm and I, I didn't say i mean yeah, i said yeah it, but i didn't say it like i i was just stating facts i was not stating opinion i was like you should i was like look with all these things like i feel uncomfortable like in in this state and that my marriage and my the right to keep my kids are all in question and And in your literal hands yeah so i'm like you can do something about this and again i stated things that were fact i didn't say like you must and you this is my right i'm just like here are the things um and so yeah, and the the response to me was um, sucks to suck. Yeah, mm. it was unfortunate because I'm like, there is an opportunity. Like, yes, you see the rhetoric of the talking heads, and which you ex- 
backed, right? But you would think like if I'm going to spend, if a constituent is going to spend the time writing back, like you would say, thank you for sharing this. It sounds like, per- I don't know, I just would have handled it differently. Even if I don't agree, I would have been like, let's figure out how we can get to yes. It was like, nope, religious freedom and your rights um, interfere with religious freedoms, which gay marriage does not, right? Mm-hmm. The right to, for two people of the same sex to marry does not interfere with a religious liberty, right? I'm not asking to get married in your church. I'm just asking for a right to get married under the state law which and have the same protections um, as a married couple as anyone else. But That's I've all. also al- always hated that argument because I've also always questioned uh, the the ideas like, okay, do you as a, I mean, I assume that he is a Christian man. Do you as a Christian man believe that people who are of other religions getting married are not like a part of these everything or atheists like does that mean that you, they don't deserve to get married as well like is that the, the same debate that, and it's not it's just you're gay and we don't like you like that's the only argument they've got but they're using it as re- like under the umbrella of um oh that's not christian or that's re- not re- like uh, against uh, religious freedoms and whatnot like, right. it has nothing to do with that to your point i mean so yeah if you're a christian you believe that oh you know the only way to heaven is christianity and this is what some of these republicans are saying right but if you're I using mean, marriage and using the you know marriage equality yeah. and stuff like that using that christian umbrella are you saying that other religions right. no i totally get it like, I, didn't, I didn't fully appreciate that i was like okay anyone religious but you know again if you're a christian and saying hey the christian view is the only way to do it the only way to, to get to heaven is by believing in jesus christ and if you don't then yeah we should take your, your right to marry away yeah that's kind of that's, that's how i always viewed it and you know what that's fascism baby Mm-hmm. No, but the Dems are fascist, according to these oh, Republicans. Boy. But whatever, for another time. Uh, another rant. <laughs> Gay people are still coming out, though. Trevin's, uh, Tevin, Trevin's, Tevin Campbell, you ever heard of him? No. Nope. He was a uh, heartthrob of the late 80s and 90s, so before you were born. Uh, R&B heartthrob. Well, he was R- R&B singer, a heartthrob to many, uh, regardless of... He was in Millie Vanilli? Um, no, uh, but he was Amelia Bedelia. But you know, women, girls, <laughs> girls loved him. He was on that Teen Bob. Like I think uh, DJ Tanner on um, on Full House. I, Horrible I feel like, DJ. I feel like she had a crush on on Tevin Campbell. That was one of the like the popular people that you would have. But he came out and he's forty five. Came out um, and so, um, so there's no right out. age to come out. No, but my point is like even despite all this, yes, there is bad stuff happening. Twenty four in the world. Oh, he's cute. Kevin Campbell came out. You said someone too, Lee Pace. Uh, Lee Pace, yeah. yeah, I think he's bisexual. Um, and but he recently came out, and it was just a super just casual situation. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm married to my longtime boyfriend." Well, then he's not your longtime partner. Anymore. Sorry, longtime <laughs> partner. Um, and longtime partner's name is Matthew Foley. And I just like looked Wait, at them and like I did not know Foley. What? Foley. 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 Fully fully married. 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 Period says, shut up. <laughs> it's giving. It's giving. It's just giving. <laughs> it's giving marriage for me. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're married. They're married. They're marries. They're gay marries. Oh, hey. They're guys. fully married. Mm-hmm. The marries are married. Yeah, fully so, marries. He's out there doing something. I didn't know anything about him. Gay people doing gay stuff. Love he played it. an elf on The Hobbit. Oh. That's it. <laughs> As if we shouldn't have known from that start, you know? Well, he sounds like an accomplished actor. (laughs) 
Would you like to talk about spoopy stuff? (laughs) Well, hey, if you like hearing about spoopy stuff, they should subscribe to your podcast. That's our spoopy podcast. Yeah, our spoopy podcast. But if you've got a new listener or two, like that's like, hey, I stumbled across this podcast. Where this great or an L tags (laughs) listener, they could. Oh yes, come on over to the dark side. Yeah. Yes. That's our spoopy podcast at rspoopypodcast.com. Our spoopy podcast available on any Instagram podcast platform, <laughs> but also our spoopy podcast on Instagram.com, our spoopy on Twitter, and our spoop on Facebook. If you would like to um, write us an electronic message mm. via the platform email, know, email, <laughs> um, that's our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I love that. Uh, love. Y'all got y'all got the five star review rating. I'm jealous because we did not have that on LTAX. We got a lot of five stars. Yeah, we I got, see like, that. One. Huh? What? How many did we have? We got yeah. a lot. Like, have, like there was like the first year, I had a bunch of friends go and write reviews for us. Yep. Remember? You mean we got them without? Uh, oh, very organic review got, if you process. Have Apple, like you've got some five star. Like that's. Awesome, like I and because text does not have the same. We uh, early on we got a one star review and we were like, "Gay gasp, what?" And then we were like, "Okay, that's fine." You know, we say some things that are you know inappropriate. And then we got then I looked today and then we have a two because I was doing re, I was trying to make sure I didn't do this topic or you and I was doing research on your podcast to make sure you didn't do the Amelia uh, we Earhart. Have, we have done it. No, you haven't. Not according to your. He have, says that for. All of the we've things done we've done. Anyways, we've you'll done have some great reviews. So if you're a listener and like our Spoopy Podcast, you should give them a five-star review. Wait, you said you found a... No, no I don't want to We've about got it. a one-star, two-star, and a three-star. And I'm like, why don't you tell... If, like, if you're gonna... Did they write a review? No. Like, things to say? It just, no. They rated it? We got one one-star review one time. That so that you got, guys were leftist and woke. Though they said Kendall was, uh, you know, his uh, too woke. Well. <laughs> I mean... In our podcast, we don't. We don't... Uh, we never talk about that. the line of... No, how many how many thirty minute uh, rants have you let me go on about religion? <laughs> You've talked about that. No, I just kind of black out. If yeah. you like the Let's Talk About Gay Stuff podcast, you can visit our website at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff dot com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff dot com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, and on Twitter at Talk Gay Stuff. Also, hey, you can up our review, our star, our rating. Our rating, our average. Give us some fives. And say nice things, you know. We like a little compliment. I love nice things. Yeah. Say words of affirmation. You don't want to do it in public. You can drop us an email at let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. And you can just hit the five-star rating. Drop us. You don't have to write a review. You don't have to be like, oh, hi, I'm a gay. Drop us a line. Drop us a line. Hey, one last thing. Pride season is wrapped up, but doesn't mean you have to stop supporting the LGBTQ plus community. You can support the community by supporting LGBTQ plus businesses. Yeah, that's right. Where can you find about, out about LGBTQ plus businesses? The Greater Houston LGBT Chamber of Commerce. That chamber is the organization that champions the LGBTQ plus and allied business community. You can find a list of LGBTQ plus owned businesses and learn more about the chamber at HoustonLGBTChamber.com. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. It wasn't in sync. It wasn't good. Let's do it again. Whoa. <clears throat> Much better. One, two, three. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you were making faces like you were singing, but I didn't hear you. I think you should take a solo. I was singing solo. I think you should. Solo, you can't hear it. Um, I don't okay. think you should the, have a the dad jokes. Yeah, we'll take that away from him. <laughs> take his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I was going to say something. Let's get to the oh, meat what of you the got? podcast. Oh, Chris, well, Chris was going to say something. No, I, I want to blow right past whatever he was going to say something. About. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, like, it, was, it was pretty good, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> no, oh, it's yeah. gone now. Uh-huh. It was a joke, okay. but it's gone. We're good. <laughs> Anyways. No, let's take a 10-minute pause. <laughs> okay. I live for the uh, pause, pause, live for the uh, pause, pause. Blue face. <laughs> Blue face. Blue face. Not shiny. Yellow, Not. pink, and... What white white smears? Okay, no blue. You're wearing I will use blue. A blue. It'll be a different blue. Are we talking about spoopy stuff? Yes. <laughs> Tom's like, let's go. <laughs> I don't have a lot about this one. Should we talk about spoopy stuff? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Because, um, you ran out of time to research. I had to bring the girls back because it's unsolved. Oh, oh. Ooh. whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, we're paying for sound effects. Now. Wow. Oh, we don't Look have to us. pay for them. We just make them. I produce them. Wow. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about the doodler. Uh. Not the diddler. Oh, damn. Not the daddler. Mm-hmm. The doodler. <laughs> he pointed at you with daddler. These fingers. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the doodler was one of the worst killers that preyed upon the gay community mm. that was never caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day has yet to pay for their crimes. The doodler was an unidentified, was, is, was, is. Bro. Uh, is unidentified serial killer responsible for up to 16 murders and three assaults of men in the San Francisco area between January 1974 and September of 1975. They were given the name doodler because in order to lure their victims to their sexual encounters and subsequent attacks, he would sketch quick drawings of the person. And the doodler would meet his victims in gay bars and nightclubs. So he would go out to these bars and then he'd be like, Hey, I, I drew this of you. Absolutely not. Do you want to go out in the bushes? And well, people went. Oh my god. If someone walked in and said, Hey, look at this picture I drew of you. I'd be like, uh, absolutely not. I'd have done it. You? Oh, you would have? Oh, that's so sweet. He drew a picture of me. No, you would My have. husband's disgusted by me now. <laughs> I can. I would definitely not do that. And then also, if they came up and be like, "Can I draw you?" I would also say, "I'm good. I don't. I don't want this. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You don't have to. That's a hard pass for me. Not into that. You into that? You gay? I'm still thinking. I probably would have done that. Mm. Just because for somebody know. to draw, just draw you. I'd been like, paint me like you paint one of your girls. But also, what bar? I'm trying to imagine like the bars around here in Houston. So if we were in a bar, where is this it's person? It's very just, dark in there. Yeah, where are they just drawing at? <laughs> on the bar. So sit in the napkin. bar and just oh yeah oh nah, I don't. guess you could draw in George. Everywhere else is too dark. You could draw at all the bars. I mean, unless you're outside. I guess San Francisco, you could be outside because it's not. But it's also the seventies, so they're like full, full fluorescent lighting. Oh, the the, the bars were really dark then. Candles. Candle lit. Candle lit bars. Do they have electricity? Back in the 70s? Yeah. They had gas lanterns. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's where we did all the gaslighting. Oh, gaslighting, girl boss, and gatekeeping. <laughs> Period sister. The three horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> he would... He would lure them, and then he would take them places. So one of his first, his first believed victim was Gerald Cavanaugh, a Canadian-American, 49 years old. Cavanaugh was fully clothed, located 
on 24th of June, or January 1974, lying on Ocean Beach in San Francisco in the early hours of the morning. He had been stabbed multiple times, and it was determined that he was conscious and had attempted to fight off the attack uh, because he had wounds on his hands. Hmm. Um, what the fuck is wrong with California at this time? The Literally, 70s? the 70s and 80s in California was just like, most of the 70s. Magical. Oh, what was wrong with them? Uh, a lot of serial killers. Oh. A lot of serial killers. A lot of serial killers. I mean, a lot it's of the a- ones that we've researched that were from like that time period, California. It's a big state. <laughs> but also, I feel like if it was... Excuse you. Nevada. It's not like their people are like... Somebody was murdered. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Well, we did talk about that one in uh, New Mexico. What was that? Uh, that city? Um, shoot, it was a really funny name. Anyways, continue. <laughs> no, I want. Is to that one the one where they used to like he threw the bodies down in the the mines? Uh, Truth and consequences. That was the name uh, of the city or town, rather, village. One. Unincorporated territory. Stoplight. <laughs> One stoplight. Uh, yeah. That's what um, it was. So, then, the next victim was Joseph Stevens, known by his nickname Jay, who was discovered on June 25th, 1974, by a woman walking along Spreckles Lake in San Francisco. Uh, he was 27, and he had died shortly before his body was found. He had been seen at the club the previous day, and he was employed as a, quote, female impersonator. <gasps> A drag queen? And comedian. Mm. Maybe that's a drag queen. Maybe that's a drag queen. Uh, Female impersonator and comedian. It's also the 70s, so they didn't have a lot of qualifiers. Drag queen. (laughs) Female impersonator. Okay, I give up. Could be somebody that is trans. You're right, you're right. Um, And they believe that he was alive while he had been attacked as well, possibly transporting himself and the killer to the area in his vehicle. Mm, so he drove he drove me here they drove them there they they drove them there you're right they drove them there they drove them there they uh, drove them there they drove them there <laughs> klaus christman <laughs> a german american german american klaus uh-huh. was discovered by a woman walking her dog on july 7th 1974 found similarly to gerald cavanaugh at ocean beach in san francisco his death had been somewhat more violent than the previous murders because he had considerably more stab wounds than Stevens and had been slashed about the throat several times. The body was fully clothed. Chrisman, unlike previous victims, was married and had children. Um, and Married the, to a woman? Mm-hmm. Oh. The fact that he had, quote, a makeup tube. You're in California. You're in Northern California. You can't a makeup tube. Makeup tube any other way than a makeup tube. A makeup tube mm-hmm. <laughs> on his person when he died, suggesting to the police that he may have also been a closeted gay man because mm. you got makeup gay. Oh, you don't want to be a straight man that's uh, wearing concealer. I guess you could be a straight man that wears concealer. Right? They make yeah. makeup for men now. And yeah, it's all like and they did camo and, and, war paint and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, dumped. Oh, what is his name? Uh, the last guy she was dating. Um, Teeth. What's his name? His name is Teeth. Aaron. Alex. Something with Steven. a Steven. AJ. Uh, Ajax. What's his name? Alan. Baseball player. Oh my gosh. 
Altuve. <laughs> Say Altuve. That's Anyways, <laughs> he was doing a makeup like concealer. you said A's. He's like sometimes when you have back to back meetings, you need to uh, uh, you need a little refresher, and so he was. And then like a couple months later, he's single, and J Lo is getting back together with Ben Affleck. So J Lo is a supporter of toxic masculinity. I mean, she never said anything publicly about it. I'm just saying. I'm well, who thinking. isn't nowadays? <laughs> J Lo hates gay people. Nope. And I will push that rumor for the rest of my honestly, life. Honestly, 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 I think she's going to come out with a, a dance album. Like, and I mean, that's that's what she's got to do. And next Pride, just mark mark it here. We're you heard it here, right? August the 19th, 2022. I think sometime summer 2023, it's a gay dance album. Not a gay. It's a dance album that's geared to the gays. Mm. I mean, listen, and probably you'll see Britney Spears sprinkle one of those two. Gaga's done it. Everyone's done it. Beyonce's done it. Like they're they're gonna give it to us because they know that's what we want. Well, the gays are gonna all get just it. Waited for bated breath about this J Lo album. Alex, <laughs> what is his name? Uh, Trebek. I just keep Alex to Trebek. Oh, <laughs> hey Google. Rest in peace. Who did Jennifer Lopez date before Ben Affleck? Uh, that's the old one. We're getting the full history according to Google. Oh. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Literally the only one we didn't. I mean, we could pull out the phone, but that's too easy. Anyways. That's too easy. Uh, Klausman remained unidentified briefly while police were investigating the cases, which they had believed were related to. Uh, believed were related after the third murder, um, and then he was buried in Germany on January twenty. Or... <laughs> Got it. Why did I write twenty twenty two? Okay, mm. never mind. Uh, in January twenty twenty two, San Francisco police identified a sixth victim of the doodler, Warren Andrews, a lawyer for the U.S. Postal Service who was married in Land's End in April of 1975. Oh, I get why he's a dude Alex right Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I said. I forget. Alan. Like, he's Alan, a doodler. Alan he was making Bill. doodles of people. What What'd did you, you call me? he was doodler for? Because he was know. having sex with them? No, he was doodling. I don't know. Like, doodles. No, you can't move the ring finger. It's only the index I finger. I can't only do that. I guess I can. Um, <laughs> Techniques. <laughs> Frederick Elmer <Unique>? Capen. <laughs> Aged 32, was discovered on May 12, 1975, in San Francisco. He'd been stabbed like the other victims, dying from strikes to his aorta. Uh, it's believed that his body had been moved approximately 20 feet, as disturbances in the nearby sand indicated. Capen was in- identified through fingerprints when these were matched to those taken, quote, by the state due to his occupation as a nurse. He had also served in the U.S. Navy, earning medals while serving in the Vietnam War. Harold Goldberg, aged 66, a Swedish-American immigrant who was discovered on June 4th. No accent for that one? Harold Gould... (laughs) No, hold on. Swedish, Swedish, Swedish. Swedish. Come on, think Klarna. Harold Goldberg. (laughs) Harold Goldberg. He's a bass. Harold. Harold Goldberg. (laughs) Harold Goldberg. (laughs) 
uh, was a Swedish-American immigrant discovered on June 4th, 1975, in a decomposed state about two weeks after his death in Lincoln Park. His remains slightly... Oh, good in- band. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, his remains slightly inconsistent with the other homicides because he was far older than the others and his underwear had been taken. Mm. Uh, and his pants were left unzipped. Mm. Uh, Goldberg was believed to be the final victim of the doodler. While he remained unidentified, he was known as John Doe, number 81. Wait, okay, question. How did these, and, and maybe you've said this and I just wasn't listening, which is highly plausible. Um, how do people know that these were all from the doodler? Related. Be, like, how did, because I assume they know that there was a drawing of these people somewhere. Were the drawing somewhere around in the crime scene? Gay bars and nightclubs. No, I know that. But, like, they they saw this man with this oh, other hold man? On. I'll get there. Okay, okay. Uh, so, all of the victims were white males. Police theorized that the, victim had, had all, the victims had all died after meeting with the suspect near the locations where their bodies were recovered. Um, the suspect was described as a black man between 19 and 25 years of old, age. Years of old. <laughs> he was about six feet tall with a slender build. In the early stages of the investigation, they believed that he could have... It could have been as many as three different perpetrators, but they narrowed it down to just one. Um, police questioned a young man because there were other victims who came forward but were unwilling to reveal themselves. Because they were gay. Because they were afraid of being outed. Um, and so they they all pointed to this guy um, and they questioned him, but the criminal charges would not uh, go forward because the three surviving victims didn't want to out themselves. Mm. Um, among stabbing survivors were, quote, a That's well-known so entertainer. Sad. So sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a diplomat. Oh. An entertainer, a well-known entertainer and a diplomat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm not losing my... My status. Because well, I was the late 70s, yeah. Killed. Rock Hudson was one of them. Stop. This Could've is been. North mm-hmm. California, not South. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you can... You can travel. San Francisco goes in the middle. That's a reading, long drive from LA to was, San Francisco. I was reading an article where he was here in Houston, and some of the uh, the gays were talking about him. So huh. he made his rounds. I mean, at that point in the late seventies, he was an older gent, so he wasn't getting the same same attention. Same attention. So when you were in, like, so you would do like tours, like like casino tours or like lectures or whatever. So not lectures, but like panel discussions. So. So maybe maybe he was, or plus San Francisco and L.A. They're not that far apart. I mean, uh, it doesn't say who it you is. Say that. I'm guessing. More. I'm just I'm just guessing. I'm <laughs> I don't know geography. <laughs> um, the suspect cooperated with police during the interview, but never admitted to guilt for the murders and attacks. Officers stated that they strongly believed that the man in question was responsible for the crimes, but he was never tried or convicted because the survivors refused to appear in court. To the date, uh, to date. The suspect has not been publicly named or apprehended, and very little information is available to the public about the crime. I feel like if it were, because you said the suspect was a black man, right? Yes. I, I feel like it's that's nonsense. Like the, I mean, there's so much discrimination. Like I feel like the, based on what you're saying, like the actual suspect was probably some white man. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what if I was it was a black well. man, they would have easily like that. That's something that. 
to freaking try to do today. I'm honestly uh, surprised that he's not in jail. Like he would have been like even though he didn't, they probably didn't uh-huh. have enough evidence. That's what like, I'm he, saying. They still would have probably. I'm so, honestly surprised that like I mean this is like, you know nope. late 70s, so this is just after you know civil rights movement and things like that. Like I'm surprised that racism did not cause him to be in jail for r- without evidence. Yeah, like I'm honestly shocked about that. I mean, yeah, there's, but it has never been apprehended, so there's, yeah. lot, there's tons of possibilities. Well, yeah. I'm saying, like... But, yes, it's very when unlikely has, that he is When black. has law enforcement been hesitant to arrest a black man and accuse them of something? Yeah. So, which is unfortunate and very sad. Yes. Uh, and that it still exists today. So... My point is, there must have been like some overwhelming evidence, like, oh, it's this guy over here, and we're like, oh, we're not gonna mess with that. Like, yeah. we don't have concrete, con- you know, ironclad evidence, so therefore, we're not gonna take this case to trial. Yeah. But- well, it also boils down to, will you say that in court? Well, no, I'm not gonna do that. I was also gonna say it's also looking at the whole like, uh, oh, it's gay people situation. So, are we really too worried about it? Because I mean, we just talked about uh, Richard Nilsson in. Um, the UK in the like mid eighties, late eighties, uh, that people just weren't talking about it, and police just didn't give a fuck, even though they had literal like evidence that people like were all at this guy's uh, residence, yeah. and before they disappeared, and they just didn't care because it was gay people, didn't matter. So it's just one of, another one of the situations that it was like, oh, gay people are dying. All right, all right. moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Um. Two other potential suspects arose around 1977 after a pair of men from Redondo Beach were arrested in Riverside County, California, and questioned on suspicion of approximately 28 murders that, like the San Francisco killings, had occurred after. I mean, what was going on in California? I'm telling that you, time? am I right? Because Richard Martinez was happening uh, in the same area, right? Wasn't he up in San Francisco area? Um, Richard who? Richard um, uh, Ramirez. Ramirez, yeah. Oh, I feel like he was San Diego. Uh, might have been. Uh, but then we had like Ted Bundy was up in the Pacific Northwest as well. The Zodiac um, Killer? Zodiac, Zodiac Killer Francisco. was happening at the same, same time. Golden State Killer um, was happening as well. I mean, those are just some of the... What? I said I listen. Yeah. Yes. Some some of the, the biggest names. And then I've, we've talked about a number of other ones that have also happened. But Lots those were... Of, I mean, these ones are all like infamous and people are really interested in exactly yeah it's a big name and they named them but there's been plenty of other ones but there's plenty of i've never heard of this guy i know the The doodler i've never heard of him i haven't either he's the doodler oh he killed a bunch of people oh gay people tell us i've I've told about half the story already (laughs) oh thanks for informing us the doodler the doodler yeah okay so (laughs) um as of may 2018 the case is still open and ongoing in the San Francisco Police Department, uh, recent successes using DNA technology developed in the decades since the crime have led to police to re-examine the evidence in the case. February 2019, police offered a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the killer and released a revised sketch showing what he could look like four decades later. They later announced that they would consider forensic genetic ge- genealogy, which identified the suspect in the Golden State Killer murders. So they're using evidence to test now in DNA testing for relatives of yes. him. Um, hmm. And that's where we are right now. Well, I just took a DNA test and turns out... 100% that bitch! <laughs> well, I also have a quote from Harvey Milk if we want. 
and done that instead. Something gay, let's do it. Yes, please. Uh, at the time, Harvey Milk publicly expressed empathy for the victims who refused to speak with the police, stating, quote, I understand their position. I respect the pressure society has put on them. He elaborated that the three men likely feared damaging relationships with family and in the workforce, citing that he believed that 20% to 25% of the 85,000 gay men in San Francisco were closeted about their sexualities. Oh. Harvey Milk. interesting that he didn't push them harder because especially for a murderer and because he uh we've talked about on the ltex podcast where, i was here for that one yeah harvey milk was like uh adamant about some people leonard matlovich coming out he well he outed someone uh, didn't he yeah and um the man who saved gerald Ford, yeah he was um and i'm drawing a blank on his name but uh the the man who saved gerald ford from an assassination an assassination attempt was a gay man he would try to stay in the closet harvey milk was like hey bud you need to come out like we need to know your story you need to show people that gay people are okay and then that man wind up getting publicly outed his family shunned him and he murdered no he was uh yeah alcoholism and and whatnot so it was just it was it was a bad story for him uh leonard matlovich uh died of aids but he you know it was harvey milk who was like hey come on you should do this leonard matlovich was the first uh um active service member who um came out and publicly like on the cover of time magazine and then eventually lost his um status in the uh in the military although he fought to get some of his pension back but anyways it was um harvey milk who was like we need to be out and visible so interesting that he didn't pressure these guys yeah or out them yeah because i mean i get how many people were murdered by this doodler six that are directly contributed but up to 16 that's crazy and then three assaults survivors a lot of dead people <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> don't you like this podcast <laughs> this is why i can't do a podcast with y'all different energy i have to, i'm like i feel like i'm going through like two faces right now where it's like okay i've got my l tags face two and i've got faces. my spoopy two face faces. like oh you're two-faced mm, she you sure is <laughs> You shady bitch. Oh, slay the house down, Bootsy. Yes, God, Hunchy. Look at me. Yes. Well, I hope they catch him. Me too. Or at least they find out who, like, it could have been and who's related. Um, Because it really does sound like they just tried to find a a person to blame it on, and they were like, yeah, look at that black man. Like, blame him. Um, I mean, they they are going off of three um, survivors, though, so there has to be some sort of. Uh, story. Yeah, but but then it also begs the question, and we don't know enough about the investigation or how it went down. Did they put like one black man and seven white men, and it was like, who was it? The three wink. Were like, yeah, you were attacked. He's like, yeah, it's a black guy. And then the other people, they were like, you were attacked by the doodler, right? He's a black He's guy. A black, He's a, exactly. He's black. He was black, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, how? I mean, is a seven... And they do that now. So it's not even like it's changed too much like, in 50 well, fucking years. Well, he had lighter skin. And yeah. he had blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> he was but, a blonde uh, so guy. So a black man? But a black man. Yeah. And he had a little mask over his face, so I don't know. And below the mask, he was probably black, right? Yeah, exactly. Really light skin, like fair skin, like blue eyes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know... How it was playing out. So he had a wig and contact. 
Mm-hmm. Must have. He Must was, have. He was doing. Yeah, so he was a drag queen. He was a black man doing white face. Female impersonator. I'm sorry. Female impersonator. Female impersonator. Speaking of female impersonators, oh. I'd like to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She was a woman. Womana. Y'all ever heard of? Or her? maybe she still is. Ooh, she would be really. There's a lot of conspiracies out there. Really old. Okay. She was born in 1897. This woman. She's the oldest um, woman in the world. Amelia Earhart. She could be. She's what 125 now. She can do it. Amelia Earhart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want to talk about her. You guys haven't talked about her. We. I promise you, we have not talked about it. We have. Oh my god. Spencer says y'all have. I, but again, I looked at the notes. I, I promise. Okay, but also those notes are never. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. In this episode, we talk about Richard Ramirez and... <laughs> and Chris did something. <laughs> and some other character. And, <laughs> and then I tell him, like, hey, you didn't correct this. He's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> don't, don't believe what you... Don't believe the notes. Or, the or Chris and Spencer talked about the spoopiest of spoops in this week's episode. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean... Hey, hey. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Amelia Earhart. Uh, this week I was... Because uh, so for the L tags purposes, if you're if you're an R spoopy listener, just to get you a little oriented with the let's talk about gay stuff podcast. I usually when I do a history topic, I try to keep it in the week of so this week in, in LGBTQ plus history. And so this week, August twenty fourth in nineteen thirty two, um, you know, just ninety years ago, uh, she, Amelia Earhart set the record for the longest distance without refueling. Uh, when she flew from uh, Los Angeles to Newark. Yeah. West Coast to East Coast. And that was this this week or no? Yeah, this week. Awesome. August 24th, 1932, 90 years ago. She was the first female pilot to complete a nonstop transcontinental flight. Oh, it was trans? You tell me this continental flight was trans? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, she was. <laughs> Your listeners are love that one. Pioneering. <laughs> Um, she was a pioneer, though, of the airline industry of uh, aviation and avionics. And I feel like avionics is like some sort of like we talked about kinks earlier. Let's slay those avionics, hunty. She's, she's into avionics. <laughs> That's kinks. She's, a, she's into avionics. We're kink shaming, which here. is like uh, equipment on the plane, mm-hmm. just for your, just for the casual. That's what my and my grandma actually worked in that oh, back yeah? in the the forties and fifties. No, fifties. Your grandmother. Uh, What's she, her name? She's a little petite. Uh, her name's Barbara. All right. Uh, she's Barbara. a short, short little four uh, eleven woman. Um, literally never got taller than four eleven. She is small. Um, very different than Amelia Earhart, five oh, eight. Oh, oh, she was a large woman. <laughs> she was taller than us. Yeah, no, just, okay, she's Not my Spencer. height. Okay, <laughs> Not, Not Spencer. He's he thinks tall. he's six feet tall. He's no, five foot I'm five eleven. Oh my God, <laughs> we proved he wasn't six feet uh, at uh, his pool party birthday celebration at my sister's. The water pool. was high, and. Uh, this the pool fully covered his head, ah, so, which is a by how many pool. more than one inch? <laughs> I don't know. He was underwater. That I know. <laughs> Amelia, known as the Babe of the Sky, you have heard of her, yes? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's interesting that we've heard about her. Like, I mean, I granted pioneer, but um, yeah, I just. Uh, all these years later, that she, you know, we still talk about her um, well, for a variety of reasons, which I'll get into. Many reasons. Uh, but she was coming up during the golden age of flight, um, and uh, which was the time. I, why was it the golden age of flight? Like, if you were to look at stories from the twenties and thirties, it was like, oh, this person set a record for you know most Flying trips from around, New York yeah, to Paris. Yeah. Like, 
so and she was part of she set some of those records you know she was never interestingly i mean we know her like do you know any other female aviators mm-hmm. uh i i uh, i'm sure on a flight that name I've a on, woman a flight that i've been on sometime this had a female pilot. Uh, probably i don't know some of my research was like do you know this person do you know this person i was like i don't know them but they're like these people were faster they were better flyers like all this sort of stuff but we know Amelia Earhart because she 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 hooked did up the damn thing she um she connected with someone who eventually became her future husband that she was a great publicist and got her name out there and so got her to the point that we do know her today so well, this is also the same time as uh Lindbergh and Lindbergh yeah. was the first one to fly she and, married the baby uh, Probably her the, the baby. baby that disappeared. Her, her she took the baby. She, oh, the baby! Now we have a new conspiracy. <laughs> I just added she that took the baby. I didn't see that in any of the notes. I'm like, that would have been brilliant. Although they found the baby, huh? The, Supposedly, oh. there, there is that. That's one y'all did. Yes, yes. I did do Charles uh, Lindbergh. Um, um, did you? We yeah, oh, hey, Mister Pilot. <laughs> hey, Mister Lindbergh. I don't like this. I love a man in uniform. <laughs> What? It's a baby. Not the baby. The dad. <laughs> the the dad. daddy. The one who I, we think killed the baby. <gasps> you think he killed his own son? Oh, absolutely. What? What are you talking about? Why? It cries too much. It's transatlantic. <laughs> this baby cries too much. Oh, you say the baby cries too much. It cries all the time, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I can't just believe it. God, by golly, shut that baby up. <laughs> Have you tried well, socks he did. lately? You just rub a little whiskey on the teeth, you know? Oh my gosh, is that all this? <laughs> that... <laughs> Gin on the gums. Get the baby. Get, Wait, oh, speaking you, of gin. You really think he killed his own? You should listen to the podcast. I, we both do. It was a we long, both do, yeah. It was a long time ago. That was a while ago. That was ago. like one of your first That was like episode. episodes like 30-ish, 30 or 40, something around in there. And we're on like episode 160. <laughs> 400. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, uh, more like 500th hour, but uh, definitely on... I think we've probably been talking for a year now. Oh, Absolutely. How many hours are in a year? I would walk 525,000. I would Wait, 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 wait. What is everyone's favorite Vanessa Carlton song? Because there's only two answers. Actually, she did a cover of um, um, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. What'd you call me? That's a good one. Um, Was it her or was it Michelle Branch that got in trouble recently for domestic violence? This many hours. Michelle Michelle Branch. Branch. Because you're everything to me. That's doable. You think that's how many hours we got? No. I don't think so. Oh, I thought you were showing nudes of Charles Lindbergh. I'm like, yes, daddy. From the 20s? I mean, why not? (laughs) Look at this lithograph. Look at this graphite sketching. Um, (laughs) So back to to Amelia. She grew up the oldest of of two sisters. She was the daughter of a lawyer. Interestingly, uh, and and her mom, I, I don't. I should have done more research on what her mom did, but this is not about her mom. But anyways, her mom and dad basically left uh, Amelia and her sister with her grandparents to, uh, Happy birthday. to, to uh, like they spent time. Like her dad was a lawyer, was a drunk, uh, apparently. But like that's how he was described. He, he battled with alcoholism. Although, did he ever? Say he was an alcoholic? I don't know. He did go for treatment, so I guess maybe he would say he's an alcoholic. Had. Alcohol problems. Um, he, um, I don't feel comfortable saying that was drunk. I need to take that back. Can we edit that out? Yeah, can we, <laughs> we, like, we don't. We this, don't do editing podcast on our podcast. Is a strict no editing. <laughs> 
My point is he struggled with alcohol addiction. Um, we say that as I'm taking a shot of alcohol. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we also do wild speculation without any evidence. Okay. Yeah. Not not on Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Have you ever heard of it? Oh. I have. Uh, right, so yeah, but I would also say that that podcast, I'm going to wildly speculate, is run by raccoons. <laughs> only when we're Who doing can it. tell? Only when we're doing No one knows now. Kink play. Cosplay. Oh. His That's cotton. the furries. You guys are all furries now. <laughs> Escalation. No, you're hey. the one who produces it. Full yeah. circle. Ha, but you're the, no, you're I the one said who the hosts. Oh, you. Just I'm, said. I'm backtracking now. Oh, okay. Saying yeah, that I always like, said the host. Hey, I just have a hairy chest. I'm not a furry. Calm down. Wait. <laughs> and a back. No. I'm just kidding. Well, um, um, okay. <laughs> all right. The so they spend a lot of time being raised by their. Uh, um, grandparents but nonetheless like she was influenced by her the the problems her dad had with alcohol her mom wanted her to be a proper lady but she was ever a tomboy uh she actually tried to avoid being the conventional female you know lifestyle or prototype that was out there as a kid she played on the basketball team in high school she excelled in math and science and in college she played hockey um and so maybe Maybe her preferences were. Maybe she did this because this was her preference. There's a lot of speculation. She she was kind of so anti-female because she watched her mom and dad's relationship. So she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna be independent. Um. So yeah. Um, Are you gonna gonna be missing the There you go. Mm. She. What song is that? Uh, Christina Aguilera. I didn't know all the words. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know any of the words? No. <laughs> Miss the Independent. Rhythm, the rhythm was more of. Uh, Why you gotta go? <laughs> yeah, I mixed the two. I did. <laughs> oh, mashup! I love uh-huh. it. Y'all, I'm getting younger just listening to you two. Y'all, y'all talk me about mashups. Y'all talk talk to me about finger gating or yes. what was it? Da- finger gating, diddling, diddling, girl we bossing. Talked, we talked about gifts, giffies, uh huh, videos, videos. We we talked about uh, the 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 talk talks. Man, wait, don't y'all just hate when the jig is up? Don't, don't encourage So she went to an air show in December 1920. This was critical. 1920, December, she went, goes to an air show. Uh, she got... Uh, that was a did, good year. Did a quick plane ride. Uh, I said 1920, not 2020. Right, okay. Because I was yeah. taking notes earlier, and I wrote 20. And I'm like... 1920, 1920. 1920. 1920. <laughs> 1920. December 1920, she goes to an air show, takes a plane ride, instantly hooked, loves it. Uh, so much so, December 20, 1920, right? December 1920. January 3rd, 1921. Started New Year, New Me. She takes flight lessons. She said New You've Year. You've definitely done this topic. I have never done this topic. Because I remember this. December 19- Then you just read a story. Yeah, you probably did. I think you've talked about doing it. I don't think y'all have I have never done, done this topic. December 1921, one year after the show, pilot license. Ex- that's exactly what I was about to say, because <laughs> I've already heard this story before. You have not heard this. No one has done this topic. So, in 1928, you know. Yeah, I yeah, know. You know. She did. Yeah, I, I don't want to step on your toes. Thing I, where um, I love when you step on my toes. Uh-uh. Um, she was the uh, first female to fly across the Atlantic. <sighs> I know. As a passenger. No, that's yeah. Uh, which was a big deal. Like she flew across the Atlantic as a passenger. She said she was basically. She was like, she got all this attention, like uh, ticker tape parades, like that that whole crew did, and she was part of it. I mean, she recorded the flight log, like that was her job. But she's like, I felt like a sack of potatoes. How did she get this oh. gig? Interesting. Interesting. I was like, eh, that's interesting. 
You said passenger, and for some reason, my mind was immediately like, she's sitting in first class, and like, there's this. <laughs> yeah, there's no first class in this. There's mama. a flight attendant being like, "Would these, you like a drink?" These planes don't do that. She's like, uh, "I'm kind of bored. Can I go up in the front and like hang out with the pilot?" <laughs> Hanging up there. No, ma'am, that's not allowed. <laughs> no, these were biplanes back then. Still, biplanes. Are you saying uh, this plane was bisexual? Planes. <laughs> so she's a lesbian, and the plane is bi. Hello. That's what I'm saying. This is a gay ass story. The LGBTQ <laughs> community. So right, she gets her flight, and license. it's transatlantic. There you go. I'm telling you, the Atlantic is uh, trans. There we go. Um, so 1928, right? Uh, she goes on this flight. Uh, she gets it. I mean, she's been flying for some time. She's, uh, you know, an aspiring, uh, you know, like professional um, uh, pilot, and she she gets this gig to fly across as the as a passenger on this plane because um, there was a woman named Amy Phipps Guest who was people in the in the 20s had names. She had money. This woman. Amy had money. She came from money. She was a family of money. She was like, I would love to go across the Atlantic because Lindenberg just had done this. We just talked about him, right? Mm-hmm. He had just done this ride, and she was like, I would love, love, love to do it. But she was like, my family would never let me do that because it's too dangerous. She's like, but I want to, I want a woman to be part of that experience. So she goes and tells this guy, George P. Putnam, uh, who was a oh Putnam famous guy who actually helped – uh, get Lindenberg, like all this Lindbergh, oh, Lindbergh, Lindbergh, Lindbergh. You're mixing the Hindenburg and Lindbergh together. There we go. And <laughs> Those are two very different disasters. Lindbergh. <laughs> Lindbergh. Um, Putnam he... was also the name of one of the families in the Crucible. Oh. In a movie. A play oh. about the Salem witch trials. Oh. Anyways. Well, there we go. Uh, so, so, um, guest. Uh, was or Amy had this money again? She was like, Okay, I'm gonna sponsor a woman. She goes to Putnam and says, Putnam, and again, Putnam's a part of it. He's an heir to this big publishing company. Um, he's an and, avionics, no, he's oh. a, he's a he's a he's a he's a, a mover uh, and a shaker, a, a mover and a shaker, mm. a publisher. And he would basically help Lindbergh get like all this press. He helped him like publish his memoir or his about his experience. Um, his his historic flight and got him a lot of fame and popularity. Oh. And so um, Amy goes to Putnam and says, "Find me a woman." And so he found a woman. Find me a woman. A what? <laughs> a, a woman, woman? happened to be a social worker. This amateur aspiring pilot uh, named. Is it Amelia Earhart? Is it? I'm gonna fucking die if it's Amelia. It, I Earhart. swear, if you tell me. God, God bless you. Is it Amelia Earhart? Rest in peace, my love. Holy fucking shit. Amelia Earhart. (laughs) Part of the reason they liked her is she had this short hair and the descriptor is boyish good looks. That's so much that she looks similar to Lindbergh. That's what people Oh my god, I have actually... Boyish good looks. Because I'm very attractive. You are very attractive, my husband. Finally somebody on this podcast. I love that he's so humble. Is feeding into my fantasies you're normally talking to me and i'm like absolutely not all the time i'll feed into your fantasies oh boy Um, that's okay that's a keep keep that in the bedroom you you two (laughs) this is the Uh, worst between you two (laughs) she was uh embarrassed uh, by the attention as i said from all this press because she was like i really did nothing on this and don't make me sing (laughs) she she, but she was like proud to like she wanted to be a legit like pilot and so she's like the fact that you're giving me all this praise just for sitting 
quietly and taking notes like no like i want to do something bigger uh but she wasn't like loud about it she was like in the press she was like okay i'm gonna take this position i'm gonna like I'm just gonna ride this wave. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna do what? Ride the wave. Uh-huh. You know, she was she. So she was cowgirl versus cowgirl. Um, she was the top. Mm, okay. Um, she felt very comfortable Game with the press and uh, was she was pegging. Um, mm-hmm. So while she was like <laughs> in this very manly uh, culture, she was very soft. So she was had the boyish looks, the Lindbergh appeal. But also very, not demure, but kind of like wasn't like so chest pounding, right? So um, George Putnam became her agent. I uh, got her on this lecture tours and product endorsements so much she was doing Lucky Strike endorsements. So think about a woman in the twenties and early like late twenties, early thirties doing cigarette endorsements. What do you if think? If you like a good smoke as much as I do, <laughs> it didn't didn't like some of that backfired. But she, nonetheless. All these endorsements, all these lectures helped her raise money so she could do what? Buy a plane. Fly. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to guess. I don't know. I wanted to see what Jordan Go to Disneyland. Yes. (laughs) We're going to Disney World. Look at it. So, so yeah. So, yeah. Putnam helped her, like, make it big, helped her raise money, helped her do more flights um, and, and get involved in more competitions and break more records. Um, eventually, Putnam had a had a wife, and <gasps> but divorced her, and then married. I mean, Larry Hart. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know who I was going to say. <laughs> in 1931, they married. Uh, he asked her several times, and she said, no, 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 no. Finally, she agreed. And she I'm said, a single, independent um, woman. And when they married, they only had like two people. They didn't have this big wedding. He wanted to do, and she was like, no. And so they, they only had like two witnesses at their, at their wedding. Uh, when they were discussing this whole process she handed him a letter and she said i want you to understand i shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me nor shall i consider myself bound to you uh similarly um oh shit yeah an open marriage she was like uh in 1920 I like we're not getting in, in into each other's business on a personal or professional level like because she was like i'm like this is against everything in me, and I'm sure there's some prize at the end of this. I can't see it, but okay. She also put in there basically like, uh, I have a year clause. Like at the end of this year, if I don't like it, I can get out. And but she was like, we can't get in tr- again in in each other's way. Uh, we we can't interfere. Please let us not interfere with uh, the other's work or play. Mm. Which I think is so interesting. That is an interesting situation. That also. I mean, for the time, especially, that is, it, like, insanely, like, progressive. Uh, like, a hundred years yeah. progressive situation. Because it's like a, hey, I want to go out and do my own thing. Especially because, at this point, women in the workforce is already not a situation. And it's I'm, not like she was being, she was trying to be a secretary. No. She was trying to be a pilot. A which pilot. is a dangerous job uh-huh. at the time. I mean, it's a dangerous job today. It was a very dangerous job. Uh uh, the planes then. would just stop working and fall from the sky. Oh, when she oh. went from she was one of the, she was the second person to fly from uh, North America to Europe, mm-hmm. like, so transatlantic, right? And uh, when she did that, like her her gas tank uh, started leaking, mm-hmm. her engine caught on fire while she's flying. Mm-hmm. She managed to deal with all that shit 
and get to and still made it safe. Still land. Yeah. And oh yeah. I worry about what's for supper. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about a flight Lost from edge. from New York to Paris, which is what unique. six hours unique. essentially. Unique, unique <laughs> New York. Um, unique. <laughs> but like nowadays, uh, for example, when I flew from uh, Houston to you South Africa, oh my god! When I went to New Zealand, New Zealand, I'm trying to talk about oh the time, god. y'all. The length of time. <laughs> Yeah, sure. 16, yeah, that's, a, that's 16, what you were going to talk about. 16 hours in the plane, which used to be like, you know, every few hours you had to stop somewhere oh, yeah. and refuel. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. You're going to be little bitches. <laughs> you know, whenever I travel, because I travel so much, I just love to travel. <laughs> whenever I put on my traveling clothes, I just love to travel. A, a mink coat. On, on that year thing, can I just say, she, her words were, I must exact a cruel promise, and that is you will let me go in a year if we find no happiness together. Oh. A letter on marriage Damn. day. On marriage day. Could you imagine if I would have given that to you, babe? I feel if like I don't find happiness. You would have, like, broken down in tears. I probably would have, too. So it would have yeah. just been like, what the? F-? But they had talked about it. Because she, she kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to get married. Again, he asked four five six times and so and she kept explaining all the reasons so it wasn't like a complete su- surprise yeah, yeah but it still would have been like a, 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 a okay especially at that time like, in that time frame it's like men about. are were like head of household in charge entirely like i'm in charge of finances i'm in charge of everything i'm a, you know nope. making sure and you're just home to to let me fuck you and make babies and uh, cook for me. Not like, here. that was it. They didn't honeymoon because she had places to go. She had flights, competitions, lectures to do. And look, he's her, he's her, uh, her, um, her agent. So, like, mm. he, he knows, like, this is my, my moneymaker. I kind of think, like, because there was one description of him, like, he was charming and he was kind of an asshole. But um, there was... Like and he had four wives and all the wives were like, uh, they all they all separated from him because they just it was a marriage they couldn't be in. Um, and they wound up flying off and we'll talk about later. No. She, but my point is, you I'm thought a, he was gay. I think he was homo. Uh, so that's why he allowed it. Yeah, maybe. Oh. He's like, you do whatever you're gonna do. I mean, plaid or whatever, and play basketball. I, I don't care. Anyways. Drive a Subaru and just do a bunch of work. Well, they didn't have those back then, so you have to tailor it. Okay, just bit. go with my fantasy. Anyways, okay? but I'm really going to be into calligraphy. And you <laughs> Knitting. Okay <laughs> calligraphy. Calligraphy. <laughs> How obscure. I love it. For especially, But it's on brand for the 1930s. It really is. So 1932 in May, she flew from Newfoundland. <gasps> oh! I'm from nearby there. But I was watching uh, your old show oh, that Canadian. used to like uh, the BuzzFeed, like in, like uh, true crime conspiracy. Don't well. you dare say Newfoundland. They said Newfoundland. And They're then, fucking disgusting. Uh, I was like, I can, like, I can't. I'm sure we watched that one. I think that's where you got some of this stuff because some of these facts I got from this BuzzFeed um, video. Uh, I did more research than just BuzzFeed, y'all. Uh, but I, that's where. Um, yeah, but he said Newfoundland. I was like, I work. I, I'm married to a Canadian. I work with a Canadian. <laughs> You're very Canadian adjacent. I have. I work for. You're forced like, to be Canadian. I'm adjacent. very. I have a lot of Canadian coworkers, and uh, yeah. So I, I thought it was funny that he said Newfoundland, but Newfoundland, Newfoundland to Ireland. To your point, fifteen hour, how eighteen hours to, 
Uh, it's 16 hours to New Zealand. Yeah, it took her 15 hours to go from Newfoundland to Ireland. Oh, and that should... Well, and yeah, planes she, nowadays is like six hours. Yeah. Uh, so, again, second person to complete that flight, like I mentioned earlier. Leak in the fuel tank, ice on the wings, cracked windshield, engine caught on fire, still made it happen. Love that. Icon. Fuel, leak in the tank, ice on the wings, cracked windshield. Bus. No, club. No sleep. Another club. No sleep. Can you, you think you would have gotten sleep in those oh, 15 hours? You, especially no. if you're flying, you are not sleeping. <laughs> Engine caught on fire. Why are you sleeping? Landing. Do you think she did cocaine? <gasps> I mean... If well, back then, that was... Uh, you just drank a Coca-Cola. It was lucky. And it had sex. cocaine in it. And it was fine. You're fine. Could you imagine driving for 16 hours? No. Uh, I mean, I've truckers done. do it. Oh, they do cocaine. Oh, I've done I've done. I've done they it. They do caffeine. Yeah, 16 hours. Yeah, I've done it. I could never. Um, I, I could, could never. never. Drive 16 hours? She could never. She could never. She could never. August 24, like 1932. Car. She flies. She flies from LA to Newark. First female pli- pilot, like I mentioned earlier, to complete a nonstop transcontinental flight. Um, to get relevant to your your our spoopy podcast oh thank you your spoopy podcast. your spoopy your podcast. spoopy podcast 1937 she tracked she's like i'm gonna track i'm gonna go around the, i'm gonna go around the world y'all 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 listen y'all 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 listen, y'all, listen, y'all. listen 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 yeah crazy I'm, thought i'm gonna drive i'm gonna fly 29 miles in 40 days and i'm gonna make 20 stops what do you think crazy do it bitch you crazy girl yeah. Where? Around the world in 40 days. Yeah, she's going to do it. So she's going to try it. Um, so this would have been like the... F- uh, so she first tried this trip... Uh, well, let, let's step back. So she did this trip with uh, a man named Fred Noonan. He was her navigator. Uh, and they left on June 1st, 1937, out of Miami. But they had to do a little bit of a stutter step. This A little bit of a remix. They actually tried to leave on May 21st, 1937. So what the the flight where she we we lose her she goes from uh, west to east she originally started going east to west so she tried leaving from Oakland California to Honolulu with uh, Fred Noonan and a guy named Harry Manning uh, but the plane started having trouble um, when they when they got to Hawaii so they left the plane there they wound up flying back to Oakland. And then they're like, okay, we got to regroup. Well, Harry Manning said, no, I'm good. I'm not feeling up to it. I'm not feeling well. So um, Amelia Bedelia Earhart and Fred Noonan took off from Oakland and then to Miami. And Miami's kind of considered the official start. So on June 1st, 1937, they leave from Miami. They head east. Uh, and they make a number of stops in their twin engine Lockheed 10 Electra. Uh, it's you know this this plane was specially designed to like do this trip. So normally a uh, a plane would carry about 200 pounds of fuel. This one carried a thousand pounds of fuel, uh, and it was designed to carry 10 passengers. Of course, they didn't carry 10 passengers. It was just them two. But they went from Miami, South America, South America through Africa, India subcontinent, and Southeast Asia, which is uh, and, and in the course of that, they fly 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, and so it gets us to the fateful day on June, July 2nd, 1932. They're leaving Lai, New Guinea. Uh, they'd been traveling for 42 days. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, they disappeared. And their next stop, so when they're leaving uh, New Guinea, um, they're supposed to be going to uh an island 
of sorts. St. Uh, Kitts and Nevis. No. No. It was some random island the the, Mi- in Micronesia. Oh, so you have done Tuvalu. this before. No, I've researched it because it's very interesting. Howland Island. Now row. Howland Island, which is 256 miles and an 18-hour flight. So to your point... You 256 were, miles is from here to uh, yeah, San Antonio. It was going to be or eight, Dallas. That that's 40 minutes now. It was an 18-hour flight. <laughs> so well, okay, but see, they're also flying. Oh no! But if they're below the equator, they're flying trade winds that are going the opposite direction. Yeah. So they're carrying. No, they're not. They're still flying against trade winds. Don't they act flew the like wrong, you know what wind is. They they flew the wrong directions. So. I'm a scientist. They were set. They were ready to go. I mean, they had been 22,000 miles on this trip. They had, what, 7,000 miles to go. They're carrying 1,000 pounds of fuel. They're ready to kind of embark on this last leg. And they're going to the Howland Islands on this 256-mile flight, 18 hours. They're like, we're good. Um, They had worked with the um, the, uh, radio operator in – and with Guinea Airways and said, okay, we're going to, every hour, we're going to, we're going to text, not text, we're text, gonna, radio. We're going we're gonna to radio back and forth just to make sure that we're, you know, you know where we're going. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, plane speed and gas consumption and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but, but there was, there was, uh, they missed the interesting thing when I was reading about this, like the, uh, the aviation industry that's the geography that we're looking at the aviation industry like like well to fly the f- flight industry is that maybe a that aviation a um it is so complicated especially imagine back then like now we've got right like more satellites and radars and like but they're they were talking about like to being on the right frequency like you today we can text someone and be like hey uh or email someone or message them you can do that from the plane now yeah so you can do all that and be like are we good like but to say, like, I was thinking this, like, we're going to be on frequency 1960 KWMZ, mm. uh, and, uh, you know, be on there every hour. Like, so you have to send a letter to someone? Mm. Like, how does that work? Like, it would just been, like, the pure, like, logistics of, like, trying to fly. Communication. Like, like are just baffling to me. Like, you better be on. Because, and if you're off, if you can't get that frequency... If you got the time wrong, which is part of the reason why they, they – there's some thoughts in terms of why they crashed. They were off. Their timing was off by an hour. Like one person was using local time. Another person was like uh, – was using like – The time those are also fucked over the yeah. Pacific Ocean as well. So it's that sort of stuff that you're like, oh, I was using standard time and you were using your local time. So we were off by 30 minutes or an hour. And so when I said – we said we're going to contact each other every hour. You're using local time. Mm-hmm. I'm using my time, like, and so, because we said, not, obviously, like, well, if it was every hour at 12 o'clock, it would be one thing, but, like, 5.37. Well, like, some of those islands, if you look at the, the, the date line that goes through uh, the Pacific Ocean, it is cut in a weird zigzag, and then certain, like, you can find certain squares that are on the U.S. side of the date line, and there's others that are on the uh, Pacific side of the, uh, the Australian side of the date line that are all just, like, it's I mean it, it's fully fucked over there. And some of the time zones are in like half hour increments yes, yeah, too. Yeah. So it's like, uh okay, so we're nine and a half. Like when I was in India, I think that was part of like There are know, areas, it was just yeah. Very um yeah. So so all this frequency, time, like very like through contributed to some of the 
the debacle that happened. Um, so when they're going, so when they're leaving um, New Guinea, they they run into headwinds, which were stronger than expected. The 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 operator, the radio operator, they were supposed to be connecting with was like, hey, it was trying to message them, and they were like. I, I like message. I'm showing this like texting thing and with Text. my hands and like they're, they're not doing that. Yeah. Um, but you think about it. It's, we're kind of one and the same, right? We're back to that. Um, he was trying to talk to them about the headwinds, but I guess that I mean, regardless whether he messaged them or not, they still experienced it because it's recorded that at one point they climbed a thousand feet. Like they were doing steady uh, a flight pattern, and then they climbed a thousand feet. When you climb that high, like when you and experience all these headwinds, that's going to so even though they were had more than enough fuel, so their flight I mentioned was supposed to be eighteen hours. They had like twenty four hours worth of fuel in their tank, but when you uh, encounter these headwinds um, that can take a lot of fuel so that burn a lot of fuel when you go up that high too so suddenly that can burn a lot of fuel so which may be some of the contributor in terms of they ran out of fuel um, so the um, it's uh, understood that the Coast Guard there was a, a Coast Guard they had a, a vessel out there the Itzika they did hear some of the transmissions because uh, I guess it's, it's uh, Amelia and um, her navigator were looking to land they were gonna they were relying on this itzika vessel to like help kind of guide them to to uh to their final place and uh, or to their next landing spot um and they were closed because allegedly uh the coast guard was said we must be on on you but we can't see you like we can we can hear you and you should like we can like hear the plane mm-hmm. but we can't see you which was interesting aliens and so the last transmission they, that's recorded is like we're online uh, is from Amelia Earhart is like we are online one two the last um, transmission that was recorded from Amelia Earhart to the Itzika was like we are on the line one fifty seven three thirty seven we'll repeat message we will repeat this on six two one zero kilocycles wait and that's the last we heard of her officially. Um, but it's alleged too that Earhart's voice was said to be frantic, um, and they never completed that flight. They never made it to their final destination, and the search went through July 18th. Um, and yeah, so there's a number of theories for your spoopy folks that she was a lesbian. That she was a lesbian. That what happened to her? She was a lesbian. One plane was ran out of gas. Right. Yes. Obvious one. The flight of the duration should have been able to, like you said earlier, she's. She had more than enough fuel, but because of the headwinds, they depleted their they, fuel. They depleted their fuel and they they crashed, and you know so they crashed because people are so interested in this. Like we're still talking about this today. Like because it's still have, something that people are trying to figure out. Groups have gone and tried to scrape the floor, the ocean floor. Yes, like, uh, but it's eighteen thousand feet. Yeah, deep. The Pacific uh, Ocean is deep as fuck, and so and. The people that have gone have like done it in the nineties, two thousand. So many, many years after, like if we were just at the beach, babe, like the water, it moves. Mo- right. moves There's yes. a current in the ocean. So yes, I'm just sitting down um, there. So, so if you didn't find the the wreckage, well, maybe there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna say. And something. the reason is. So uh, what I was going to say was you mentioned 250 miles that they were trying to fly to Howland Island. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where they were flying from. You said New, New Guinea, Guinea. Yeah. but that is much more than 
250 miles. No. Let me show you. Okay. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> While you're doing that, these were. The- what do you mean? I mean, it's, it has to be. Are you sure it wasn't like 2,500 miles? Okay. Because, I mean, that's what I. Did I miss a zero? Fine. You, you might. You, okay. No, I mean, I'm just checking. And, and, and this is not a read. It's fully just like, I'm, I'm curious. Check the math. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, who were they contacting? Because I'm looking at all the islands around there, and you've got, like, Tonga and. Um, Check the math. Yeah, no, I'm A couple saying, of Micronesian I, islands. I, I don't mind to be fact checked. Yeah. Theory two. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Check like I said. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not no, gonna I was just looking because I I did think like that's a long. That, but, yeah. Um, we were on a short time span. Today, that's okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there might be a zero missing in there. Theory two. Um, that she was a cast. They wound up being castaways on. Uh, uh, at the time, it was called Gardner Island, now known as Nikamaroro. Um, because they, there's some thoughts that that may be like, they may have wound up there. Uh, um, like, so they may have been able to land the plane somehow, um, landed on this Island, uh, Nicomaroro, uh, because it's on the line one fifty seven three thirty seven, which is what she last reported. And apparently a British officer three years later found the remains, uh, found remains of a campsite and a sextant which is a tool to determine that helps determine longitude and latitude mm-hmm. uh, and also discovered the skull and bones the bones were so they took the bones to be analyzed and the um the the forensic scientist sure, mm-hmm. uh that studied uh the bones who analyzed the bones said no those are the bones of a stock european uh, a, a man uh who's of european descent and this stocky so that f- scientist destroyed them. Dis- discarded Destroyed them. it. They Disco- love to be doing that. They they love to be doing discarded that. Discarded the bones, and so we can never analyze them again. Well, uh, but there was a group that came in in the '90s and said, "Okay, well, let's take a look." They looked at the measurements and said, "Oh, well, maybe um, maybe these bones could have belonged to Amelia Earhart. Um, like maybe these are just remnants of a." a woman that was taller than average which a million or hard as i know was, was five at the time was taller um, than average yes so um so yeah so that's some thought and so but the bones they found were also cracked and they're like well why are the bones cracked well apparently there's these crabs that are get like really big to the three giant feet. ones yeah the coconut crabs yeah, yeah there's and, that theory so that uh that she uh that's why the bones were cracked um yeah, I don't know. Or aliens. <laughs> uh, so it, it's a podcast. You always have to talk about the alien aspect. We'll, we'll get there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So they said the other thing that's interesting about this theory is that their radio transmits because if she would have just crashed immediately, then like we would not heard anything. But mm. there were um, reports that radio tra- transmission transmissions were heard for a week after her disappearance and one radio operator a woman named betty uh clinic uh claims that she heard messages of a female voice and saying this is amelia Earhart. help me uh and claims that that female voice was also arguing with a disoriented man which apparently noonan was suffering like often sick during the flight so and then you think about it like if you're stranded on an island maybe they're yeah, you might Panic. be disoriented. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, she recorded the, everything she heard in a notebook. Her dad shared that with the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard said, um, yeah, you're one of like very many reports that we're Bitch, getting about. No. They're like, we're hearing these reports from across the globe. Oh, my God. Um, so 
we're like, mm. um, and then also they on on this island there was uh, a partial rubber shoe that was found in 1991. Uh, with and on this shoe there was printed like on the sole, uh, Cat's Paw Rubber Company USA, which apparently Amelia Earhart was wearing a similar shoe. Um, so. The shoe was like a size nine, and although Amelia Earhart was a um, notable size, you know, five eight, and she did, was not wearing that was not her shoe size. Mm. So five eight, I mean, a guy, yeah, okay. I mean, that'd be size eleven for size for guys. Yeah. Wait, no, no. wrong. <laughs> opposite seven. direction, size like seven. I went the opposite direction. I was adding numbers. Well, was it maybe it was a guy's size nine? So yeah. it would have been for her a size of a woman size eleven. Yeah. Um. Also on that island, a, uh, a aircraft aluminum was found, and they thought, okay, this is part of Amelia Earhart's like aircraft. And uh, experts say, no, that's not part of her plane. So the shoe, the shoe, uh, a rubber shoe debunked. The airplane metal debunked. Um. And on the same island, all this stuff was there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and also, uh, Navy pl- planes flew over uh, Nakamuro, um, and so on July 9th, and they didn't see any like images of of any anyone there. So, so all accounts are like that's not a legit. Mm. Other thoughts? Other other conspiracies? Aliens. A spy. Another dimension. She was a spy. Um, they thought okay. If you go to Marshall Islands and you can't find, or if you're in the Marshall Islands and you can't find the Howland Islands, well, you ditch your plane, ditch your plane, and go to the Marshall Islands. Okay, so you're trying to go the to Marshall the Marshall Islands, Islands are closed. I'm look, I keep looking at the yeah, geography. Yeah. Go to the Howland. You're supposed to go to the Howland Islands, but if you can't get there, then go to the Marshall Islands. And if you go to the Marshall Islands, then we, as the United States government, have to say. <gasps> Oh no, oh, no. Amelia Bedelia is there. We have to go do reconnaissance work there. And so, um, because at that time, the Marshall Islands were occupied by J- Japan. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. That was also another factor that I was uh, questioning. Marshall Islands are north of, uh, much further north of uh, the Howland Island. Um but that's what I was gonna say. Is that as like, okay? This is the same time period that Japan is beginning its uh, yeah. uh, expansion, and it did some mass expansion. In the early '30s was all the way down. I mean, it expanded into China, took over like Korea situation, uh, all the way down to the Philippines and into Indonesia, like almost as far south as um, almost Australia. Like that's how far yep. Japan's empire started in the early '30s. So that was a long time ago, and we had people who were sent over there secretly because you know that's what the United States does. It's called the Flying Tigers. They went over there. It was a huge U.S. force that was like, "Oh, you're not actually U.S. force." Wink. Uh, that went over there to in China that was trying to take. I mean, stop Japan before World War II ever started. This was the early '30s. So. I question, it's like, okay, we are flying... You're in your early 30s. Oh, you know, I, but also the Pacific Theater of World War II has always interested me, like, massively. Because it was one of those situations <clears throat> that I think the war was... Uh, and the World War II was n- uh, terrible for on all fronts. But you look at World War II in the Pacific Theater, that is some fucked up shit. <laughs> like, what's, your, what, what's your fascination with that? 
Uh, what do you mean? What's my fascination? Like I don't I, like tell me. Oh, I just like history. And the, well, I do too. But what's your like? What's the? Well, so I like Eastern Asian history to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just one of those like because that that the whole history of Asia is really fascinating because they started out as a massive like world power. Um, and so it was just very interesting to me that, uh, it was, um, there was so much that happened and I always wanted to know like why they didn't, why the Eastern European, I'm sorry, Eastern Asian uh, countries didn't stay like a massive world power. And of course, you know, colonialism happened, but they were already a situation. So I was very interested in it because, uh, talking about the Pacific Theater was Japan coming out as a world power when they had been so closed off for so long, and then in the late 1800s, uh, Matthew, the Commodore Matthew Perry, came in and was like, "Hey, stop that! We're coming in. We're U.S." And Japan was like, uh, "All right." And then they uh, they fucked shit up. They fucked shit up. So then they decided to to do the Pacific Theater situation. Um, I also what I'm intrigued about by the their the fighting over there is that it's not based on some Christian philosophy, right? Yeah, it is different religion principle religious principles that are guiding them. So, so you have the the kamikazes, right? Which, oh yeah. Um, and and like we're gonna like I can't disappoint my 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 country my country like otherwise the nationalism like, yeah that was just. Uh, interesting, but yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so, let me fly this plane and destroy my life so that I can, you know, fight for my country. But yeah, the the Pacific, the Pacific Theater was always just interesting. So, like knowing that and knowing that Amelia Earhart was flying over these regions in the like same time frame is like, oh well, did another plane find her somewhere? Well, it turns out that they think that uh, well. Again, she went to the Marshall Islands. The people of, like, there are claims from the, the natives of, of the Marshall Islands. They're like, yeah, we saw her plane crash here. And, like, we, and and she was here. Like, she crashed it, I guess, and safely landed. Uh-huh. Um, and that uh, the Which Jap- is really impressive. Looking at that geography, like, you had to find an island. Yeah. And if you're going down, you got to find it. <laughs> So that she crashed the plane there, right? Landed, okay. And the Japanese then captured her, and they released her after the war. And so they say that some of the thoughts are that Amelia Earhart, she was re- she resettled in New Jersey. Oh, that's after where I would World go. War II. That's where I would. And go. she she I, uh, she claimed an identity as uh, Irene Craigmile. Well, I wouldn't go for Craigmile. Irene's a good. Well, name. she got married though, so then she became Irene Bolum. Well, that's better. Uh, <laughs> there were books about this, and so Irene, the real Irene Bolum, was like, "You can't, you have to stop doing." She sued successfully. Good. Uh, like, I'm not freaking Amelia Earhart. Poor woman died in 1982, like under this cloud of conspiracy. Uh-huh. Like, she's Amelia Earhart. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. She was not Amelia Earhart. Uh, there was not a strong Was it just because she looked like her or born the same time as her? I have no Somebody idea. Somebody just picked a name in the Yeah. That's, that's her. 
There's also thoughts that yes, she 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 landed there, uh, but the Japanese did capture her, but they eventually executed her. Uh, one army sergeant um, in 1944 said he met a group of Marines that were guarding the hangar in uh, with her plane in Saipan. Uh, those Marines destroyed the plane, uh, and uh, they also alleged that there was this pic, uh, this picture in the National Archives of Earhart and Noonan sitting in Saipan. Um, later, it was revealed that they they folks analyzed that picture and it was like look this picture was taken before Amelia Earhart even took her flight so this mm. is not her no no mama uh, so don't start with me <laughs> yeah so that theory is mostly debunked mm. um then aliens oh yes there we go always waiting for it it was aliens and she moved into a different dimension and that's where she is. Now. And she was trying to talk from the other dimension because she still had the frequency somehow through some sort of conjunction. She was in a miasma. Uh huh. Uh huh. The uh-huh. question, though, I mean, did she do it on purpose or was it by accident? Was she part of the like a government conspiracy? Was she a U.S. government like intel? That's the only question we should be and, asking. And they put her on a path to like, hey, you're gonna go over here and you're gonna meet the aliens, or was it just like, oh, she's flying and the aliens absorbed her? Now, my thought on all of this is, you ready for this? So, it sounds like she was looking for the Howland Islands, and the winds pushed her around too much, and she lost track, of course, where they were, and she was like, fuck, I, like, literally cannot get back on course. Where are we at? Uh, They flew around too much. They started to lose gas, and they were like, hey, like, let me get out some calls. Amelia Earhart, like, let's, uh, what's happening? Like, help me out. Um... And then, like, things started to go down, or the guy behind her started to go crazy because he started freaking out. Because uh, it sounds like he probably had some uh, panic issues. Um, and so then that probably happened, and they probably did run out of gas. Uh, and then, so they probably crashed. I think they probably crashed in the Marshall Islands. And at that point, or somewhere in the area that w- might have been already occupied by, J- by Japan, we just didn't know it. Um, and I think Japanese killed her. Really, I just think she crashed in the ocean. Like, oh, no, I think I think she crashed on an island somewhere. You got a thought, Spence? Aliens. Oh, that's the one no. you're going for. I think she crashed in the ocean, and we just haven't found it. Yeah. Her legacy. She is the greatest female pilot of all. Wait. What? We, do you are want you, us to sing? Uh, I wasn't. I'm, I'm unsure. Are you trying to do greatest love of all? Yeah. I started it and then I kind of veered off and then I tried to get back. She was the greatest female pilot of all time. I don't know what you guys are singing. The greatest female. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, so there were others. Yeah, Louise, uh, Thaden, Ruth, Nichols. But we all remember Amelia Earhart. Amelia Emily, Earhart. Emily Earhart. Amelia, I, I, love like, Emily. I was going to say Amelia Bedelia Earhart, but it's like not. But, okay. Emily Wind Organ. So I did y'all stuff. Was she a lesbian? I don't know. Okay, it was never confirmed that she was a lesbian. But... A lot of women, particularly strong women, particularly lesbians, looked up to her, especially around that time, as an icon. Like, this was a woman who was, like, defying all odds. She was, again, as we talked about earlier, she was was working. Yeah. 
she was in a profession that was male dominated and it was freaking dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. And so the people were like, she wore whatever icon. she wanted. Icon. Legend. She, she wore whatever she wanted to. She she wore pants, which was not common for oh that time either. Oh my God, no skirts. Boyish looks, gender neutral clothing. Um, she had a close relationship with Eleanor Roosevelt, which some you know we've talked about on this. Let's talk about Gay Style podcast before. Eleanor Roosevelt rumored to have relationships with women. Apparently, one rumored with uh, with Amelia Bedelia Earhart, and mm. um, yeah, she had an unconventional marriage, right? I mean, for the times, right now it would be like, oh, okay, of course a woman said, hey, I'm making my money, I'm doing my thing, we're gonna, but. In the 1930s, Mama, to yeah. send a, give that letter to a husband who was rich, by the way, right? Because your place in the 30s, you go look at your books in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Like I've, you've seen these posts on on the internet uh, or on the social meds where they're like, "This was my grandma," and they're all like, "I want to be Mrs. So and So. I want to be," and she was like. Nope, I don't nope. need your money. I'm gonna go fly. Even though you're helping me make the money, like you're helping me create, you know, create those pathways. I'm gonna go be transcontinental. Yeah. So, <laughs> she, uh, unconventional, uh, boyish, never been seen before. Yes. Bus, bus, another bus, plane, club, no, no sleep. sleep, absolutely. Sadly, she was declared dead on January fifth, nineteen thirty nine. So that's a couple of years after she actually went missing. So the 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 government, like the and her husband, uh, waited to like they were like she's got to be alive somewhere because she is such a fierce woman that they're like she's she can't just she she's not gonna die. And she was. I mean, you think about it. She drove like that is like anti everything we know as like. Americans, or maybe now, maybe not then in the 1930s, but uh, what we know is people like just you know, you have that sense of like you make it so far, you're gonna finish, and then it's like telling like watching a cancer survivor story of like, oh, you're gonna do it, like mm-hmm. you're gonna beat cancer, and then they died, like in, in the end, after they've like cleared all these hurdles, right? I mean, she did like she 22,000 miles of a 29,000 mile trek. Everyone was like, she was literally like on finish. the last leg. If you look at the, if she, especially going east, she was flying against all the trade winds, going the opposite direction, and she literally made it almost entirely around the world. She just had to get from that last spot and then get to the United States. So I think people wanted to believe, like, why it took almost two years for her like death to be declared i mean she was a, a, a sensation uh such a cultural icon um and because of her flights and her accomplishments she met the pope she met several presidents coolidge hoover roosevelt um prime ministers mussolini i mean just kind of like she was yeah but that was before the yeah you know fashion. so she she yeah i just icon lesbian icon I think the lesbians gravitate to her. I think gay men at the time <clears throat> were saw a connection with her because she was, you know, fighting the patriarchy, right? Yeah, and doing it on her own terms, which we've talked about, like the Judy Garlands, the Lizas, the Bette Midlers, like the Lady Gagas. Like those are things. Like those are people as the gay people men. People of the time, because <clears throat> we couldn't see other gay men or if you're a lesbian like les out lesbian women that were visible you look to those cultural icons and 
I think she was down for, for cultural for icons that you could relate to in ways that you were battling those different uh, stereotypes and battling those different um, societal structures. Exactly. The yeah. structures of society. Yeah, absolutely. So, did it. Amelia Earhart. Love it. Amelia Bedelia Earhart. Amelia Bedelia Earhart. I feel like we've done that. We have not. Before. We have not I, done I it. think we watched, I know we watched the BuzzFeed thing together, and that's why some of these notes seem familiar. I did other things. I read articles. Okay, I'm not just... We've talked about a lot of things of people disappearing, and it was uh, aliens. aliens. You talked about the Lin, Lin, Hindenburg. Sorry. I talked about Lindbergh. You talked the about the Hindenburg. The Sauter family. Oh my God. Not again. I've, I've actually what, prepared a second topic. That's what my topic is today. The Sauter family. I started with that. <laughs> oh no. Not again. Well, uh, uh, we, uh, uh, it's a podcast. We did it. Thanks we, for coming. We love the podcast. Uh, do you want to thank our sponsor? I would love to thank our sponsor, uh-huh. Economy Works. Uh, of course. Economy Works is a freelance talent network that helps prepare professionals with project work. Are you a small business looking to do some marketing or accounting or anything, really? Oh. Economy Works is here for you. Tell me about it. They are available. They have a freelance talent network that has over how many hours? Years? Thousands. Thousands, Thousands of, of years. years. Let's say... Uh, year, years, yes. We'll say years. years thou- hundreds. Thousands of years. Thousands of years of experience ready to help you finish that project so that you can spend your time elsewhere doing other stuff you got to do. Snaps all around. That's Economy Works. Why? Uh, <laughs> That's Economy <laughs> Works. We work. When we work, <laughs> the, the Economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. Y'all done took up. How long were y'all off? Off what? Well, the pitch. Well, we're always off the pitch. Not at all. No, I'm talking about. You forgot the script. Hello. No, just kidding. I don't know. I don't have my so, computer. So, what's your favorite line? The joke that I did on you. She is fine on that note. Oh, that was not a joke. You were tr- specifically trying to be mean to me. I was not. Yeah, you just oh, keep bringing no, it up. You were. All right. Okay. So, so when we work, the economy works. I love Anyways, you, babe. I love you too. Thank okay, you all stop. for coming. Thanks for coming to my podcast. Thanks for joining us. I love it. I'm glad we did a joint session. Uh, thanks for letting me be your third. Oh, y'all. okay. This is weird. Um, this is awkward. No, this was very. I don't nice. like this at all. Should we tell them to let's talk about wait. Let's. Who's gonna sign off first? We should let L tag sign off first. So okay, uh, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Get spoopy Spoopy with with it. it. (laughs) I hit the wrong one. Hold on. He didn't record. Good night, everyone. Good night.